Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Marklin and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Episode of Morelia Python Radio. We are going to get a Morelia perspective from a different viewpoint tonight. We're going to have Jamie Kearns on tonight from Razor Sharp Reptiles. Uh, he's probably 
most well known for his geckos. Uh, he breeds a lot of different yeah. kind of geckos. Uh, but a lot of people don't know what else he works with. So um, we're going to be hitting on some of that stuff. Uh, he has some carpet stuff, olive pythons. Uh, oh, and you'll be happy to know that he works with uh, various types of boas, including Candoya. I, I, I hate Matt Minnetola. All right. I'm going to throw that out <laughs> right now. Uh, I did excellent. notice I have the boa questions on the, the outline, which was obviously done on purpose. So um, <laughs> I will have my revenge. Just don't know how. Yeah, to... yeah, I know no. you will. I know you will. <laughs> you guys beat me, beat me up pretty bad about. Uh, I forget what it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you oh, beat me up pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, really I'll take fun that. Hamburg. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw you and Zach got into uh, – I, I saw you guys get in, and I walked around with you guys for a little bit. And then I went off and grabbed lunch because I was stuck there for another three hours. So I figured, why not eat? And I was pissed off, so I wanted to leave. Um, I come back, and you guys are at Matt's table, and you're sitting there, and you have this little cup, and it's got a baby retic in it. And I'm like, what the hell? And underneath that is another cup with another retic in it. I'm like, why are there two retics? Oh, those are mine. Why did you take the retics? I wanted them. And he said this one wasn't as pretty, so he said to take this one and this one. And I said, two, why not? And I'm like, oh, yeah, why not, two? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. So, um, it seems like uh, I'm really good at trading snakes, but I suck at yeah. selling snakes. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just trade snakes left and right, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But, but so, I, I, um, I don't really sell snakes. <laughs> it was, it was should probably work on that. You should really work on that. I mean, you know, of course, we did this broadcast that you suck at selling snakes to everyone listening. So, yeah. um, it, it was cool because you were drooling over your retics, and then uh, then we were playing around at Matt's table with this ball python. <laughs> so, we took the picture of us like pointing and staring at the ball python, which I kind of found hilarious. Yeah, uh, it was pretty funny. I gotta say, yeah. though, man, it was a it that that was a nice ball python right and i'm, I'm it, sitting there and i'm, I'm I, oogling over it and you guys are busting my balls he tells me to take it for six bucks <laughs> he's just taking it for six dollars and you're like i don't know and then he goes you have a hard bargain take it for free and i'm like wow that happened fast <laughs> and then i told him <laughs> I, and i'm like is this guy serious like i don't know what, what to do here <laughs> like am i walking away with this or what and then i'm like well you know, if you had probably like walked around and come back matt would have probably been like i will give you five dollars to remove it from my table i mean like if you had <laughs> if you had just kind of if you had just kind of kind of teased at him a little bit more i think you could have gotten away there so. yeah i i was i was trying to figure out something that again here i go with the trading again i was, yeah. I was saying i was thinking oh, i'll probably have a carpet or something that he probably wants so we'll, we'll work something out, but it's just a cool, a cool, uh, looking snake. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so real quick before we get Jamie on here, we're going to talk yeah. about Hamburg a little bit too, a little bit yeah. more, but, um, today was just like my Christopher Walken voice <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's the I, go, <laughs> I go down to the hub. Uh, oh, FedEx right. because yeah. uh, me and Bill, uh, my good friend Bill uh, uh, Stiegel from uh, GTP Keeper Radio and Phoenix Reptiles, um, he wanted an albino zebra jag, 
in the worst way. Uh, and luckily for me, I hatched out three. Uh, again, with the whole trading thing, he has very good uh, trade. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a whole bunch of snakes uh, for yeah. this for this uh, for this snake. Some really nice chondros, um, some royal pythons, and I think there's a jungle dragon there. Uh, you know, it's royal just... python, <laughs> ball python. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so I go down, we, we put it at the hub because it's kind of warm, you know, um, I wake up, you know, no, everything's good. I'm thinking, yeah, drive right down after traffic, you know, head down there, walk up. They're like, um, your package is in Illinois. I'm like, what? <laughs> was, what? Was this, was this the hub in Fort Washington or did you go down to the Philly hub? Down to the Philly hub. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, you know, I, I contact Bill real quick, and you know, he contacts uh, his people, and you know, they uh, they're going to be delivering it tonight at nine thirty. So, oh, sweet! Uh, we'll have a mid-show delivery. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, if you hear all of a sudden uh, attack dogs coming at uh, oh, the door or something like yeah. that, your ankle yeah. biters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, what it is. <laughs> We are the first show to ever do on-air delivery. If they're all <laughs> dead, it's going to suck. No. Oh, no. Luckily, the uh, the, oh, no. the weather in Illinois, the weather in Illinois was not as hot as what was here today. So so that's good. So I feel good uh, about that. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to throw <laughs> – I want to throw out a couple things real quick. Southwest yeah. Carpet Fest is uh, this weekend. Yeah, this Friday. And make sure make sure you read the list very carefully. Somebody got really excited. <laughs> yeah, Imbricata. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Southwest Carpet Fest T-shirt, and Eric read that as Southwest Carpet, and he's like, oh, oh. he was about to sell his house and throw it at the sitting thing. So yeah. thank God we reread that. Uh, so yeah, they got a, uh, they got an auction. Uh, I posted mm -hmm. the, uh, the auction over on Morelia Python radio Facebook mm -hmm. page, but you can go to the Southwest Carpet Fest group page and, uh, place the uh, bidding, see the rules, see what they got going on. They have some cool stuff. Uh, Terrell is organizing all that. So, uh, <clears throat> be sure to, uh, to go over and and check out what they got. They do have a really nice boa, and so uh, if you are in the market, you should check it out. Um, on that to hurt. other news. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you happen to catch the uh, the episode this past Sunday, GTP Keeper Radio, uh, but uh, I got to give those guys a shout out. They did a locality. Condro show. Uh, they did it with some awesome guys, you know, Brian Fisher, who's uh, been on mm -hmm. our round table many times. Awesome mm -hmm. guy. Uh, he does, uh, he does a lot of work with Beox. Um, you have Chuck Vogel who does, uh, uh, he was also on the show. Um, he does a lot of work with, uh, the Kofias, um, which are probably my pinnacle, uh, locality Condros. One day I, I will, work with them because they're just amazing <laughs> uh, one day it shall happen one day uh well, and I, then I, I uh at a rubyock at hamburg that was 30 so 
Yes, very nice. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of on a chondro kick, I, I yeah. notice. Yeah. Uh, and I got to show uh, the, the last one that was on the uh, in the round table was uh, Gary Shavino, uh, who was also yeah. on our show. He deals a lot with the uh, uh, RFAC and the uh, Mataquaries, I believe it is. Um, really nice stuff. Uh, so I don't know. It's just an awesome episode. Those guys, uh, you know, talked about a lot of different things. Um, it was just a lot of information. So if you get a chance. You should go and check it out. Uh, Bill and Buddy do an awesome job. Um, and tons of information in there. Uh, let's see. Also, they mentioned on there that the Rico auction is uh, mm -hmm. going on. Uh, I believe that's from the 14th to the 17th. And this is round three. Um, Signal Herp uh, auction. So you have a chance at some of uh, Rico's... Uh, last remaining animals that he has. Yeah. Uh, Chuck uh, was uh, one of the guys that put that all together. So, I mean, if you're looking for some awesome chondros, that would be the, uh, the spot to to check it out. I know Zach has tried to pin on a few things. Uh, and uh, I don't he's know going too high. <laughs> I'm worried about Matt because he, uh, he, he might uh, drop some, some money on some chondros yeah. on that. Yeah, that guy's got the bug, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just hang back here and you know hide Wait my credit card for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We've been down this road. I mean, I picked yeah. up a female. I picked up a female Arubia because I know two guys who have a Arubia, you know, project. You and Zach. I'll wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need a boy. I'll wait. <laughs> It'll yeah. happen eventually. So, yeah. I hope it happens with you because then I'll just trade you something. It'll be really easy. So, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm going to run out of things to trade, though. But, uh, well, I, we're not even going to talk about what I got this month, weekend from you. So, oh, yeah. We, we won't touch on that. Yeah, we, we won't. We, we won't, talk about, won't talk about that. We'll pass over that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to stretch this out perfect so that when you are talking to Jamie, uh, yep. The door, somebody will knock at the end. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. You and I both know it's not going to happen. Also, I know you're not going to be able to hit the mute button before Dexter loses his mind. So, <laughs> you know, it's, this is I'm true. just waiting for the doctor to go crazy and then you just drop <laughs> off. And I yeah. have to be like, well, all right. It's, I mean, come on. Let's call it spade to, a spade to spade here. You know what's happening. Right. So. I, uh, I also have uh, I have two other things. Our good friend uh, Fe uh, Frederick Averback, uh, he was a successfully uh, again. again. He was successful again at uh, producing Bowen's pythons. Twelve eggs, one and slug. Two. Wow, dude, he's got How it nailed down. How many years in a row now? How many years in a row now? Four, three years, three years, three years. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's awesome. And Casper's yeah. going to buy them all again. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what they would, what kind of price tag they would fetch. You know, I mean, you figure wild or captive hatched or what? Two grand? Yeah. Do you, you think Casper just like burned and pillaged and just took them that way? I mean, <laughs> went full born Viking on that? I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, give that to me now. <laughs> give me that. Give me the bowling. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then the last thing I have. <laughs> yeah, right. The last thing I have is uh, I hatched out a clutch from Carmel Jag Carmel. And God damn it, if I can't figure out what is Super Carmel's Carmel's. Uh, oh, my God. I'm banging my head over here against the wall. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, yep. Yep. Some, I wish I could some help. Great, yeah, I know. It's not like you've hatched them before <laughs> or anything. Yeah. I, I send Owen a message. Owen, can you show me what uh, they look like? And he sends me a picture. And then he sends me a picture of it shedding. And it's like as big as like yearling carpets of mine. And I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> did, it, did it already eat like Don't pinky know. rats or what? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this day. You're like, I'm like, I'm like you gave me two. 2014 animals. And you're like, oh, they're on hoppers. I'm like, mine are on small rats. And I'm like, God, I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of us here is a monster. I don't know which one yet. So, I'm a slow grower, man. Yeah. I, I feed, but I, I like slow growth. So that's probably works to my is a disadvantage for me but oh well it is what it is oh well it happened yeah pretty soon those uh carpets that i gave you will they'll be breeding by next year no problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll have them going by next year no problem all right so i don't know if you had any other thing i got nothing nothing else. okay let's get this going be going yeah jamie on here and uh Get the uh, live delivery uh, coming here. Okay. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Morelia Python Radio. Glad to have you. What's up, guys? How's it going? All right. Eh, surviving. We're waiting for Eric's package because that's the exciting part of everything. So. His package? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Getting... Like like a Caitlyn Jenner type package? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you heard this. And we've already lost control. I don't know if you yeah. heard the uh, the story, but uh, I had something that didn't make it to the hub today, so they're delivering it tonight at nine thirty. So, wow! At least you're getting it. That's nerve wracking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's tweaking out, so it's fun to make fun of him while he does this. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Owen, the whole the whole Hamburg debacle where you were waiting for your table. Yeah. You needed your hammer. Yeah, I know. You I had your hammer. I would have convinced Denise. To quite possibly give you your table. Exactly, but apparently people were watching me because I had promised to throw a fit if I didn't get my table. So people were like, oh, we're expecting Owen to lose his mind. So when I got my table, I think think a lot of people were a little disappointed that I got my table and I wasn't going to, like, you know, start throwing things. So I was disappointed because you were going to rent my other table. So that would have worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not. (laughs) Have Eric rent it. He can try doing a show for once. So. Yeah, in August, Hamburg. That'd be awesome. Yeah, in August, Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Great. 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 All right. Mm. All right. It's like 106 it. degrees in that freaking barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. No one comes. Yeah, it's the way it is. That's how I got my table back. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll be next to Dale. Anyway. Anyways, uh, Jamie, why don't you start by telling us like your reptile story? What got you started in the reptiles, and uh, where are you going, and what you're doing with your main focus now? <laughs> okay, um, I didn't really get into reptiles until probably right after high school. 
um, when I got my first apartment, I had a friend that I met who was very much into reptiles, but he was mostly into venomous. So he had, you know, all kinds of bizarre stuff that scared me, honestly. But, um, Hmm. so my first apartment, I filled up a whole room of tanks. You know, I just went to a local pet shop and bought whatever I could get, you know, stuff you have no idea how to take care of. You don't know what you're doing. Um, the shit's biting you and you just don't know what it is. So I had a lot of that. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, most of it was boas. <laughs> boas and, uh, yeah, boas are awesome. And uh, some milks, okay. you know, stuff like that. Um, so I did that for a while. I always had some snakes pretty much. Not really any geckos. Um, I really didn't breed anything on purpose anyway. Um, did that for a while and then took about 10 years off, I guess until about the mid-2000s, and I got back into it. That's pretty much what I'm doing now. Okay. So what led you to jump into uh, the geckos? Because like I said, like we just mentioned earlier, you're pretty well known uh, for breeding leopards and uh, cave gecko. So what led you down that path? When I started this um, in 2007, I had a partner. Mm. And the partner, he, he was the one that was into the geckos. I had the snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all kinds of snakes, a lot of stuff, you know, lots of colubrid stuff. Um, royals. <laughs> is that the right word? Am I supposed to use royals? That is the right word. Great. It's the right word. <laughs> okay, <laughs> royals. I'm not sure the well. of the ball python. Okay. All right. So I had, I had royals. I got into those pretty early when they first started coming around um, mm-hmm. with the morphs. And, um, Probably about a year into it, about 2008, 2009, so I was left with all this stuff. So I kind of had to make a choice as to which way to go. And at the time, I thought geckos would be, it just fit my life better, more or less. I don't know what I was thinking, but that's what I was thinking. Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure if it was a good decision or a bad decision. It was my decision. So what I did was I more or less started to sell off all of the snakes that I had amassed, which was a lot a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of royals and boas and rainbow boas and Amazon tree boas and all kinds of colubrid stuff that I was working with at the time. So it just got, it was a huge collection and it kind of all got dumped on me at one time. So that's how I got Jeez. into the geckos and that spiraled fast, just like the snake. So it started out with some okay. leopards, which turned into some caves, which turned into 40 different species and, you know, a basement full of tubs stacked up to the ceiling, basically. Wow. Yeah, a lot so, of babies. So what led you to kind of turn now and start really getting involved with the snakes? Because a lot of people don't realize you have a pretty large and extensive snake collection right at this point. But actually, I, I, right now I probably have more snakes than I have geckos. I, I have, for the last two years, I've more or less whittled down the, the gecko collection to only like two species. And in the, you know, in the meantime, I've been bringing in snakes again. Again, I've always had them, but like, you know, different stuff and kind of got into the Morelia thing a few years back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm going to steal one of Eric's favorite words and say passion. I started to lose <laughs> the passion for the geckos <laughs> and gain the passion for the snakes back again and just enjoy them. You know, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of factors in that really more like lifestyle stuff, but, um, it just it, it fits my life a little better. I, I actually I'm, I'm very much into them right now. Um, I enjoy keeping them and taking care of them and breeding them. And I kind of look at the geckos and I'm like, wow, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of babies. So 
<laughs> I don't know how I did it for eight years as long as I did with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of babies. I have no idea. But um, I I wouldn't. I don't even if it's got four, if it's got legs. I don't know what to do with it. So yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I pretty I much did stupid. everything that I wanted to do with geckos. I guess more or less. Yeah, if that makes any sense. It does. It does kind of on to the next thing. So how many species of snakes do you currently have? Oh geez, I don't even know. Um, correct answer. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many. Wow. Fifteen, maybe. Yes, I don't know. That's it's too late to ask questions like that. I'm not sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we should have we should have given you a heads up so you go downstairs and count. So <laughs> <laughs> quite a few, quite a few. But you know, it's not like where I have like a lot of everything. Well. I shouldn't say that. I, I have quite a few carpets. I probably have 50 carpets. Um, okay. But most of those being juveniles and adults, I probably have, you know, like 15 or so. Um, the mm-hmm. rest of the stuff is just like a trio here of this or a pair of that. Just stuff I've always wanted and, and stuff that I had had before and sold when I got dumped on with the geckos. And um, I wanted to get back, you know, like the Argentine boas and stuff like that. Rainbow boas. Um, that's boas. That's two boas. Um, I think of what else. Jeez, walnuts, of course, some of those. I've had those for a long time, too, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. So do you have separate rooms, or do you keep everybody in the same room? Like, do you have geckos and pythons all living in the same place? Well, the way it's set up is it's a basement in a building that I own. And okay. the main room is, like, 12 by 19, and then there's another room that's, like, it's, like, 10 by 11. So as of now, the bigger cages for the bigger stuff is in the 10 by 11. And then the other room, that's kind of divided in the middle, and half it's the snakes and half it's the um, the gecko stuff, which there isn't, like I said, a whole lot of geckos left, really. The cave geckos aren't even here anymore. They're at the, my friend Justin's, which you guys know. My yeah. other, my, my warring hobbit. He has to <laughs> so have We were going to have hobbit fights at Carpet Fest. My hobbit yeah, we blew it. that, though. We all got Yeah, we didn't get um, to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, sh- I show up to Owens, and he's like, quick, to the treadmill. Start running. <laughs> Don't you embarrass me. Yeah. Like, he was texting hell? me. He's like, he's like, Eric is on a treadmill. He doesn't know why. I'm like, oh, man. That's bad. <laughs> That's, bad. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, so a lot of cricket eater stuff. I sent the cricket eater stuff up to his place for now just because yeah. he, you know, he's he's into the bearded dragons and the crestons and, and all kinds of other stuff that he's into. So they're up there. So here is just snakes and some leopard geckos. Okay. Do you have any issues keeping them all in the same room or is it pretty much everybody can survive at everybody else's uh, temperatures? Yeah, I mean, I, I use, I mean, everything's heated itself, like individually. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and leopard geckos are pretty much the same temperature. Um, I keep the room in like the upper 70s, so it's all pretty much just works. I mean, it's all kind of in the state of state of flux right now. I'd have to say, mm-hmm. until I figure out what I'm going to do with a lot of things, and you know, make some cages and whatnot, figure out how I'm going to set stuff up. But I, I assume within the next two years, I'll be just pretty much predominantly snakes. Yeah, at, at your peak, how many geckos did you have? Like oh, babies, or you mean just species? Everything, because. I'm trying to figure out just, like, how daunting it must have been to feed all the little bastards because, I mean, I hate dealing with crickets in, like, an up ten oh, degree. Oh, yeah. And then I, well, I, I would hate mixing rapashi even more. So That's easy. I, I, that's cake. I, but I still can't imagine, like, having 2,000 individuals 
that I have to chuck crickets in with, as well as, you know, mixing rapashi and doing all that other stuff. It just seems really annoying. Well, I, had, so. I had a lot of, like, roach colonies going, so I had yeah. thousands of roaches, and I would order crickets, you know, a few thousand, four or five thousand a week, about a hundred thousand mealworms a month. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't realize how crazy it was until I kind of looked back at it last year. I was like, wow, that's just nothing. But, um, you know, I still work full time. I have a construction business and mm-hmm. kids and a wife and I have rental properties and all sorts of stuff. So I'm always doing things, but, um, it was probably like looking back, it, it was, it was like two to three hours every night after work and then all weekend, every weekend. Damn. But number wise, uh, probably under a thousand babies a year mixed, you know, with everything mixed up, you know, being yeah. Australian geckos and, and, and the, the Asian geckos and the leopard geckos. It was probably, it was under a thousand, but that's still an insane amount of animals really. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of little baby geckos. Yeah. I don't even think the market could even support that now, to be honest with you. Like it did then like five years ago, I could sell pretty much everything. And I, I couldn't even imagine right now trying to do that. And the time is just, I don't have the time. Jesus, that's it's a lot. It's a lot. I was talking to Lon at Carpet Fest, and he was. I said something yeah. about. He's just like, wow. He's like, that's just crazy. I didn't even really put it in perspective. Really thinking about they, it. They, no, I, I mean, mean, snakes too. I mean, the snakes were like two days a week. You know, you feed one day and maintenance clean throughout the week. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that was just what I did on the days when I didn't have gecko stuff to do. You know, in between wow. there. So, yeah, it's really crazy. And wow. it, it was that's... never a full time job, but it was more than a full time job. Yeah, that is. That is kind of crazy. That is, that's a lot of individuals. So, yeah, yeah, lots of yeah. poop, lots of poop. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine hatching a thousand baby carpets, Eric? No, oh dude, that'd God. be horrible. Oh <laughs> no way! No, tiny little biters that aren't feeding. Oh, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. I know mutton does that, but that's still that's just that's that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think he's that high. I think his highest year is like maybe four hundred. Babies? I thought he had said 900 on your show one of the last times he was on there, but I, I may have misheard that. I thought yeah, he I said 902 I... or something like that, but I mean, but also, no. Nah. will ship out to Canada and he's got he's got 900 Morelia. He doesn't have 900 carpets. He's got Brettle, Brettle, Brettle. He's got this, that, Inlands, all these other things. So he's got a big, extensive thing. So, and also, he's got the ball pythons too. So maybe 900 babies. But not 900 Morelia. Nah, I th- I think the most that he's ever hatched out was like I think his like his target number is maybe like 300 mm-hmm. total. But yeah, I think this year he might have he 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 might have went as high as maybe six, but but that was about it. And it might have been like 300 carpets and then 300 you know other pythons and stuff. Right on top of it. it but, but if we but if Nick's like everybody else, he plans he just like he throws the Jello at the wall and sees what sticks. There's gonna be one year where all his females are gonna go, and he's gonna lose his mind. So, I think that's what happened <laughs> the, the past year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think wow. the year before he had bad, bad luck, and then you know, or two years before that, he had he had not a good season, and then uh, yeah, you know, uh, well, he had some stuff, but not as good as it was, and then it made up for it the following year. But yeah, that's a lot. I don't think the market could handle that many cards. No. No. <laughs> No, that's, that's his yeah. job, also correct. That's what he does. Yeah, that's yes. what he does. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was at that point a couple times where I could have, I, I, I really feel that I could have done it, but when I got to the point of where I was going to, I kind of was like, I just don't think that I want to do that. And then I didn't, so I, I'm glad I didn't, actually. Did it yeah. take the fun out of it? Do you think it I would think, take you the know, fun it, out of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would, you know, and just and just trying to keep up with everything, is it's it, it's hard now, and I have one-sixteenth of the collection. It's not keeping up with the animals, but keeping up with the the aspects of like social media and the website and trying to do mm-hmm. shows. Like I was doing two shows a month for years and just, Oh boy. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. It burns wow. you out pretty quick. Well, I guess I two imagine, years yeah. isn't that quick, but it was, yeah, I'm resilient, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So I was going to talk a little bit about some of the, uh, you know, the individual projects that you're working with. Is, and I figured uh, since this is Morelia Python Radio, we'd start with carpets. What, okay. uh, what, is, what is some of the stuff you're working with and, you know, project-wise? And what's your, what's your, uh, your goals? Uh, you just hatched out, what, Coastals, I think, this year, right? Not yet. I have eggs. Eggs cooking for Coastals. No. Last year was my first carpet clutch. I had a... Uh, I have a male diamond that I put to a uh, precision uh, jungle. So I have mm-hmm. diamond jungles. And I didn't sell any of those babies yet. I still have the dozen of them here because I don't know what the hell they're going to look like. So I want to wait. <laughs> and I've learned by watching smart all man. of you guys. <laughs> I've learned by watching all of you guys the steps to take for certain things like that. So I want to hold them to see because they're all turning crazy yellow and lots of tipping and it looks cool. So I'll probably have some at Tinley to sell, but maybe i don't know we'll see but um cool beyond that i have uh a coastal clutch cooking right now from um that was a mike Curtin frank roberts coastal it's like a blue and silver one that's really cool that i picked up in like 2012 um mm-hmm. that's a 2010 animal um zach actually has this sibling to that is one of yes. his because he sent me a message i put it up on facebook and he sent me a message of telling me everything and i had just met that guy with mike at white plains like a month before that which was kind of neat and i showed mike the picture and that guy was there he's like wow i can't believe that's the animal so um that's a real cool one so hopefully they they, that hatches um two precision jungles together that i had picked up um and then also i have a balan tiger and a russian tiger from mike i got eggs from that too two of the clutches were massive like huge like 16 20 some eggs and then the last one was like I think it was seven eggs, which is, I think, is the way I want to go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you want to go smaller, you know. Yeah. I'm dropping 30-something eggs in a clutch, and it's really annoying when they all hatch. So. I, I, I like to have that, a whole know, bunch bro. of – yeah, I, I like to have a whole bunch of little different – little clutches of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. variety, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, yeah, so looking at these clutches, I was like, how did you even do that? Like, where did that come from? So I had these piles of eggs and – um, they're cooking. So, you know, the weird thing about like getting back into the snake stuff and being eggs, the, the eggs, they, they kind of freak me out because it's like gecko eggs don't look awful. Like his python eggs do towards the end. Uh, <laughs> in. Yeah. So I'm like freaking out. Like I'm thinking, Oh, I got to add water. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, so I'm still kind of cutting my teeth, I guess. So just, you know, on that stuff and realizing that they can look like absolute shit and that's how they're supposed to be, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah. Towards uh, the end, if they look like absolute shit in the beginning, you, you you've done something wrong. But yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't even horrible. know. I don't even know what's gonna happen. So I'm just gonna wait. Hopefully they hatch, and I'll be happy. And they're cool. And then we'll go on to year three. So we'll see what happens. Nice, cool. 
But that's what it. Other, a project uh, for next year. Yeah, project for next year. I have a lot of jungle stuff that should be ready. Zebras. Uh, I have a headhunter zebra. I have a steagle zebra. Um, I like a lot of the jungle stuff. That's kind of what pushed me to Morelia a long time ago was seeing Scattershot at a show like 2009 or something with Mike mm. in Carlisle. And then always vending with Jason Balin. I always see his stuff too. So it's weird because I've always talked to carpet people. I've just never really had any until a couple of years ago. Um, the only car- anything I've had was Brettles. I got Brettles in like 2009. I got a pair of stripes from uh, Casey. Oh, cool. And she's right. going to lay. She's huge. So if she lays, last year she laid this bunch of slugs, so we'll see what happens. But if she lays, that'll probably be another 900 egg clutch. That'd be nice. I know, she, you were, I know the Brettles have been fighting you for the last like year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully that, that works out. She's like the size of like a small Winnebago. She's huge. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. She's, you know, scale separation, doing the coiling, all the, you know, the, the normal signs. So nice. I'm still kind of learning, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think it takes years really, you know, to get into it. And everything I want to do mm-hmm. is going to be more like the line bread kind of small and mighty collection, not the huge produce everything that there is kind of thing. So I learned <laughs> that, I learned that lesson a long time ago. So, <laughs> so I'd rather have 10 awesome snakes than, you know, 30 of everything. So makes sense. Yeah. 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 Focus I, I, have, I have albinos growing up, and I have exantics growing up, and all kinds of stuff. Red stuff from Jason, and albinos from Eric, and I don't have anything from you, Owen. You're about the only one I don't have anything from. Then buy something, <laughs> goddammit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I just, I don't know. No, you, you go over the table and go, that's a nice one. And then you walk away, and I'm like, what? All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, yeah, you're the only guy. You're not represented I'll, in my collection. I don't know what. I know. I'll dazzle you in August. I'll bring the bunch of shit. So we'll see oh. what happens. Yeah. All right. You can dazzle me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll okay. work. Anything that you're looking to add to your uh, carpet collection? I don't know about carpets. I have to let a lot of these guys grow up and color up and see what I'm going to keep and what I'm not going to keep and. And kind of choose from there. I mean, I do really like the tiger stuff. Um, I wouldn't mind picking up citrus tigers, which I know you have some and you never sell them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're actually hatching uh, as we speak. <laughs> Those are very he's gonna, cool. He's not going to sell any. He's not going to sell not any. Not yet. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. I will. And you know, I, I really, I would like those, and I really like. I have a bunch of them as well, but I really like the uh, diamond jungle cross stuff and diamond diamond mm. jungle jags. I like those too. But I have a bunch of those growing up too, so I don't. I'm not really sure. I've, like I said, probably 50 carpets growing up, so that's quite a bit, I think. I want his albino tigers. Now, those are the ones I'm going to kill. Those are awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> super super cool. Every time Owen, uh, every time I ask Owen about, uh, you know, do you want to trade something? something? Yeah. He'll say tiger head albinos, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm not giving them away. No. <laughs> I'll pass you. Never. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. They are really cool. Yeah. One day you'll break. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, when I have albinos, then I'll sell you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. You probably still have some of those super caramels. You can trade them. <laughs> he has super caramels. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah, I know. He, everything I have, he has. I have to find something he doesn't want. Like, I, I, I have to be the one to beat him to Imbricata, and then I got him. So, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Trade me some powers. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what the hell. Give me some powers. You know what's funny uh, about that is he he got Dominicans and five days later he had babies. Okay, I've had Dominicans for a year before that and I still don't have any babies. He's the power whisperer. <laughs> he must be. He must be. That's like that's cheating. I showed you pictures at the show and you're like, fuck you, and walked away. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. That's all right. I, I laughed every time I, I listened to you whine about trying to fuck feed geckos and get them started. So oh, they were hard. horrible. And now I don't know if I want mine to breed, so I'm not sure. Like, well, you've got the geckos. I mean, you just find the leopards that you really hate, and then you just chuck them in with the baby boas. I had to go and set up a tank of freaking house gecko, which I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And yeah. I'm pretty sure there were loose house geckos at my mother's place, but that's not important. So, yeah, they eat the bugs. They eat the bugs. Hilarious. Way. Hilarious. Um, now, I know for a fact that you have some liasses as well. Um, how yeah. I know for a fact is that is that you sold me a water python, and then I hooked you up with olive pythons at one point. You so, did. What do you have, liasses? Just the olives now? Yeah, I just I have a one point two of the olives. They're what are they? They're they're a little over a year old now. Well, little about a year and a half old, I guess. So they're like five foot long, I guess. They are awesome snakes. They are super great. I, I really, really like those. Um, they're just, they're different. I don't know how to explain that other than that. They're, I don't know. They're just different. They're easy to handle as of now. I've heard horror stories, but I'm not really worried about it. Um, I just, I like them. They, they they seem like they, they, they follow you around the room. They're kind of paying attention to what you're doing. They, they're just really cool. And I, I like OD mm-hmm. Green, so it just works for me. It does, and uh, have you noticed that these guys kind of have a more of a pumped-up appetite than some of the other pythons? They definitely have a feed response, but it's nothing like Argentine boas or anything like that, though, I don't think. Really? But they're still they're still definitely, they definitely have a one hell of a feeding response. Um, I, I kind of did, I guess, hook training is the word, where I tap everything kind of on the head with the hook to kind of let it know that I'm not a rat so I don't get attacked. <laughs> To stun and, uh, it, right? This way you knock it unconscious so you can easily move it around, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you put in the refrigerator good. that way so it chills out. You bash yeah. it on the head and then you clean the cage and throw it back in. Yeah. yeah. You just flick it. You flick it. <laughs> but yeah, they're um they are they're just really cool snakes. I, I'm really excited to see. I want to get more, actually. Uh, however that works out, but uh I only take forever to grow up, but I'm excited for it. Do you have any interest are... in the albinos? I was about to say, none of you guys are the albinos. So have you seen the albinos? I did at Tinley. Who was that? Hartwig? Was it Hartwig? Is that his name? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I drooled at those at Tinley. That was one aisle I actually made it down. I missed half that show somehow. I don't know. I missed half the aisles. I was there for three days. It was just really busy. But, um, yeah, they're they're fantastic. I just think, as of right now, I just, I, I'm kind of hydrated out so far. I didn't want to spend the money just yet. So we'll see how that goes. I need a hookup on the East Coast that has albinos, so you got to do it. So, yeah, seriously, so. <laughs> seriously. I want to get rough scales next. That's the next thing I think is rough scales. That's my. Oh. I've been talking to you with that. It's been a year now, but I'm, I, that's still what I want to do. It, you you told me once that you were like I didn't realize how cool they were, and then I brought one of my I brought my boys to a show once. And I think you were part of the group of amazed people away from me. So yeah, yeah, I'm They're part so of the cool. guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
you don't you don't notice how cool they are until you see them as well. I don't want to say well. Is yours adults, Owen? Now is yours an adult? That male you I had a carpet Ron, fest. I'm not Romulus. I'm not getting any bigger because he's yeah. I, that's the size I want him to be. So I'd say he's right. an adult. Vulcan's still got some growing to do, but he's catching up. So yeah, yeah. And then I get to start this all over again with a little one. So. Hmm. That's a, that, that's mm. definitely a snake you need to see in person. I think it is. Yeah. It is because I don't think any pictures do them justice. And also, it's so cool to like feel them kind of run through your hands. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. I just yeah. Think super neat. I like the whole battle chondro. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Breed it to an Arubiak. Yeah, breed it to an Arubiak, and you have like triple hybrid. You'll be all right, man. Oh my god, I'm a monster. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be you could get burned at the stake for that one. Oh, How about that? Terrible. Would you would you consider moving into other liasses, or are you just sticking with the olives at this point? Probably just the olives, just because I have that water python. You still have that? Yeah, he's a bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazier, crazier, crazier than all hell. That thing was nuts. But but he's actually chilled out. The female is that I have is a is. An evil, evil thing that actually jumped out of the cage yesterday and slithered underneath the racks, and I had to take apart my entire snake room to retrieve her yesterday. Oh, so, yeah, that sucks. Buskis are really not my favorite liasses. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he used to do like that death tornado thing, like himself around, try to bite every part of me that he could. Yes. I was like, yeah, Owen wants this snake. Here, Owen, you want this? You're like, yeah, yeah awesome. <laughs> Owen wants this snake. Okay, Owen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It'll fit in nicely with the other psychopath he has. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now probably just olives for now. You know, I just I can't ever see myself being focused on one thing. I I, I know some people think that's bad, and some people think that's all right, but I just I'm not the type of guy to be focused on one thing. It's just not going to happen. So I'm all over the place. Nah, I, I like all I like the all over the place. You're talking to two guys who have the core yeah, stuff all over the place. Yeah, hit yeah, that, yeah. That retics. So. I uh, yeah. I call it Noah's Ark syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had that. I've had that to the extremes, like crazy. two of every kind. <laughs> oh yeah, bad news, bad news. But it always has to be a pair, I guess. That'd be the Noah's Ark thing. But yeah, yeah, sure. I can't ever. There's, I just, I just don't ever see it. I don't ever see being able to. I actually tried to specialize just in leopard geckos, like about two years ago. Just it just yeah, it lasted about six months. Just like I can't do this. Well, I've I've done it with with carpets, but it seems that you know I always thought because there's so many different type, different you know subspecies of carpets that that could just keep my interest, but it doesn't. Like carpets will always be the focus of my collection, but you know it's just so many other cool pythons are really my thing. Um, yeah. But there's just so many cool snakes out mm. there. You know it's. As soon as you think you have it all, somebody else comes along and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's like, look, squirrel, like you're all over. The yeah, place. exactly. Just a man. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Um, Jamie, are you a little bit concerned about when it comes down to breeding the olives that uh, have you heard the rumors that apparently another male is needed? I, I have. I've heard that. I talked to um, Jason from Hellbent. He, he breeds olives. He's a cool dude. Um, I have some of his stuff too, carpet wise. Um, he, uh, he was telling me that too, but I've also talked to other guys who are breeding them and they only have a pair. So 
I don't know. Mm. I mean, they say the same thing, like like the Candoya stuff that I have. They, that I hear that with that too. But you know, like the one guy where I bought my uh, Isabel Island ground bow is from. He only has a pair, and he gets babies every year. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think at first when they're they're kind of newer to the hobby, I think that that may be more of a necessity. I mean, I don't have a problem picking up another male. I mean, so what? But, right. Right. I don't know. I mean, it takes so long to grow them up. I, I probably will do that. I just, I just happened to, I ended up picking up another female from the same clutch that, from that Jeff Hartwick guy. Um, yeah. So I grabbed it when I could, you know. So, just kind of worked out that way. Cool. I hear that they're. Uh, I mean, I know you guys haven't bred them yet, but I hear that they're a little bit tricky to breed just in general. Uh, do you or how yeah, are you probably. Got, How are you going to approach? Yeah. Them? You're just going to do standard I, python stuff. Uh, when it gets closer, I've got about three, three and a half years to worry about that. So I think when it gets closer, I'll probably, I'll probably focus in on it a little bit. And I bet you, you know, by then there's going to be a lot more data, like between, you know, just regular captive bred breeders. Yeah. There'll be a lot more information. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like those type of, uh, those, those type of pythons in particular, you know, olives, uh, I think of, uh, you know, uh, ring pythons and uh, yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like that, that that people you know haven't really focused on, and now all of a sudden seems to have sort of an uptick in the uh, in the python market, so to speak. Where I think more people will be trying to bring them. with them. Yeah, rings my, were that was my, like probably five or six years ago. There was rings all over, and not, I shouldn't yeah. say all over. At shows, they, they were like ninety nine dollars. Hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't even know what the hell it was. I thought it was a freaking corn snake when I first looked at it. I was like, "What the hell is that thing?" But uh, <laughs> and then they just vanished, gone. Yeah. You know, and then they come back. And the last time, oh, and I think you probably, I think you and I were talking about that. There was a dude at Hamburg selling yep. a one baby for fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. Yep. There, was, I, I remember the guy. He uh, he brought uh, like a whole group, a whole little clutch down. He had like six or seven of them, and he yeah. seemed like he'd be there yeah. with rings and. You know, I had not seen rings at a show ever. I mean, you'd seen them at pictures at Tom Keoghan's place and stuff like that. And it's like, they went from 150 bucks to non-existent to like $2,000 a baby. And it's like, holy yeah. crap. So, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, and they're still pretty high up there. Um, I mean, my only concern with breeding my olive pythons and things like that is I really don't want them to kill each other. So <laughs> I've heard yeah, that is else shitty that can thing. happen too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been seven dark. years raising this thing, and then the male gets in there and like kills her. I'll be like, "Well, well yeah. you're dying." This <laughs> is, you know, it's just be one of those things. Yeah, like, and I'm done. Never getting these again. So, Maybe that's why you need two males, because the female kills the first one. Yeah, kills the first one, <laughs> then you put in the other one. Yeah, that's a great error. I really hope that's yeah. not why. Okay. That's uh, a really shitty theory. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I put my maclots together, and like I put them together, and instantly they're like food, and like wrap each other up, and I'm like, what? No, and you have to like separate them from each other. Um, yeah. So that that, and I would just imagine, you know, olives get a lot bigger, and it would be a lot more interesting <laughs> to fight off a, you know, ten foot. 12 foot animal from each other. So with big yeah. teeth, with big teeth, yeah. big teeth. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, you said you, you work with, uh, Walma pythons. Um, 
what are your experiences? Uh, it seems to me like the people that I talk to that the the eggs are pretty difficult to uh, to get going. Is that is that your experience or? I agree. I agree completely. Um, I bred them once years ago. I bred them again when I got another pair. Um, geez, uh, 2013, I guess it was, and that was fine. I was like, oh, this is this is easy. <laughs> Last year, got nothing. This year, I got a pretty good clutch. I sent took a picture, sent it to Balin. He sent me a picture. He had, he got. I think he got some, too. Um, mm-hmm. Four days later, I smelled them. Oh. I pulled them out of the incubator. That was it. And I was like, oh, what wow. in the three hells? Like, this doesn't make no sense. So I don't know what it is. I, ha- I have another female. She'll be ready next year to try. But I, I already know the female that I have. I mean, she's already laid, you know, a clutch that was awesome. And then, uh, so I, I don't really know what the deal is with that. But I have read about that a lot. And I'm going to have to agree with it. <laughs> 100%. The eggs look perfect, too. When, they were, they were, when she laid them, they were phenomenal. Phenomenal eggs. Probably the best-looking python eggs I've ever seen in my life. Really? And they just went wow. bad. Yep, they went bad. And I, I use Sims. I don't know if you guys – I don't know if you guys do, like, the – light diffuser shoebox dealios or whatever you guys do, but I use Sims. I put them um, in a plastic tub and shove them in my incubator. <laughs> well, you know, the incubators that I have are the um, the the newer ones, kind of, that Evolution Exotics makes, you know, uh, what's oh, yeah. and they're cool because you can leave the door open and the temperature doesn't really change besides, like, about a half a degree. Yeah. Because but there's a lot of air movement. There's a lot mm-hmm. of air movement because it uses a heating element and a big giant and a fan. So it seemed like they were everything was drying out super quick using a traditional shoebox style kind of you know the light diffuser you know whatever perlite hatch right vermiculite whatever you're going to use. So I started using the Sims this season, and um, I really like those. I like those a lot. And the eggs look they look great, but they just they obviously were not fertile. Cool. Uh, I mean I, I know Andrew uses the Sim containers as well as those same type of incubators, and yeah, you know, he likes to be accurate with his monitors. So, yeah, Mike yeah, Curtin was, yeah, it's a bitch. Mm. Mike Curtin was talking about them at Carpet Fest, and he was raving about how how good those uh, Sims containers are. Um, yeah, he said the eggs were phenomenal. So I used them for geckos back, like when they first came out, they were kind of more pushed towards the, you know, like the knob tail kind of gecko, Australian gecko kind of thing that they were into when those guys first came out with them, and then hog nose, I think, was the other thing. Yeah. So they didn't bring out the big ones until recently, but um, yeah, I think they're great. I mean, I don't really know what the difference is, so I can't really say, but it makes a difference. I think it's just how the lid is kind of like a more rubbery and it kind of seals a little better. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Especially huh. with those those style incubators. I mean, there's it's like a wind tunnel in there moving around, so there's a lot of air moving. So I, I think that, that that drives traditional style shoebox light diffusers out pretty quick. Cool. Very cool. So now let's go into the boas because apparently this is my section. And <laughs> he and I are going to have a talk later about that. Um, oh. What What do you have? Shut up, you. What do you have boa-wise? Well, I have BCOs, Argentines. Um, those are probably my favorite boas. They always were. They were one of the first boas I got back mm-hmm. years ago. Um. And of course, I sold my whole collection like a dummy. And now I'm slowly getting them back. Um, I have those. They're not ready to go yet, though. They'll be another year, at least for the one female. Um, those I really, really like. 
they're they're they just seem different to me when it comes to they remind me a lot of the olives. Um, yeah, like their intelligence, I guess. So I dig those, and 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 black is always good. So I like black. So black is good. Um, and <laughs> then I have the Dominicans, of course. We've had that touched on that little conversation. I, they have done nothing for yeah. me besides lock up, eat, poop, and urate all over everything. Um, <laughs> I was say you did show me a picture of them locked up, so I thought you were going to get you know a litter this year. Well, it takes about 400 years for them to lay, you know, to have babies. So I don't even know yeah. they could be dropping. I, I have no idea, but they are—they're cool, but they're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. Would you know of them? Yeah, they're uh, uh, super gross. Ages. Uh, super oh. gross. They're like rainbow boas times ten when it comes to filth. Um, yep. But they're cool. I do have rainbow boas. They're yearlings. Um, I have Brazilians, which are—I love those as well. I like the Colombians, too. I'll probably pick some of those up if I find them. And then, of course, there's the other subspecies, which I should have bought when I could have, but I didn't. Um, the other things I have that I, I like are the, the Solomon Island ground boas, the Isabella Island ones, the white ones. Um, they're yearlings. Well, they're like a year and a half old, so they're still really small, but they're just gorgeous. Um, the ones I have are captive bred from a guy in Maryland. Um, so they eat rodents you know, right off the bat when I got them. Mm-hmm. They're doing awesome, but they grow really slow. Um, they're cool, and I have um, Strelis, which is the uh, the tree boa version of the Solomon Islands, the red and black ones. I have those too. I like those. They're cool. But they're they're about a year off too till they can breed, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm I they're kind of like one of those things like I like looking at, so I'm not really I don't get they don't breed then whatever. It is what it is. They're just for me to look at. So, but if they breed, it's great. And I'll brag and I'll show pictures and I'll be the man. Of course, why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it doesn't happen, I'm just not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just You're very up. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no you got to keep your pride. Yeah, you got to keep your pride. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I was always told there was a lot of gecko species that I'd work with that were supposed to be very difficult to breed and I bred them. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. Those you can chop the mountaintops. When you miss a leopard gecko clutch, you just keep quiet. Yeah, no, that stuff's yeah. Anybody can breed those things. I'm gonna get flamed for that one, but that's that. That takes no. Well, yeah. Anyway, but that's it for boas, really. Oh, I, I mean, I do have um, um, regular albino call albinos. I have a pair of those, and I wouldn't mind getting some sh- some sharp strain stuff. I like that stuff too. So we'll see down the road, you know. But maybe some more. So. Yeah, cool. yeah, I dig them. I dig bows just as much as I like pythons. That's an even split. Yeah. Are are Candoya difficult to work with? I mean, yeah. I don't think so, but you know, like like I said, the Isabel ones I have being captive bred, I think that that may be a lot different than bringing them, you know, getting them imported and you know, trying to make them eat. Um, the ones, the first one, the other ones that I got the uh, the tree boas, they are imports. But I got them now eating frozen thawed fuzzies and hoppers, so I'm pretty stoked about that. At first, I was a little scared, but they're doing okay now. So they actually are vicious eaters. They want to. They open the. You know, I keep them in tubs actually. Um, the Isabel phase, the ground boas are in, in in a rack, and so are the tree boas, but they're in like a taller bin. I, I think it's a 15 quart right now, Sterilite style rack, almost like a crested gecko kind of rack. Gotcha. Um, with perches and perches and, and there, there's actually a substrate in there. I mix cocoa fiber with some soil with some um, sphagnum moss and a little bit of uh, cypress mulch. So they, they need a huge like water bowl. 
humidity. They, they, they yeah, the way whatever I've been told is that they they do need a higher humidity and kind of more of a uh, more of a sloppy mess of a container, I guess. <laughs> but um, they seem to do well. They're always slopping around their water bowl or hanging off the bamboo or whatever. So they're doing good. I've had them since like last fall. So I don't know if they're difficult. I think that they they can be. I guess if you get them in their gecko eaters. But I think out of all imported stuff, I think the Kandoya are probably the easiest to switch over to rodents, you know, according to the stuff that I've paid attention to. That, um, what's his, Dan Mullery, is that his name? DM, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, he, yep. he, I watch a lot of his videos, too. He's a cool dude. Um, that yeah. imported pairs from him. But he, he, he says the same thing, and I was kind of, when I was looking and getting into him, I was kind of watching his stuff and checking out what he had. And, um he said that very same thing, you know, they're, they're like the easiest thing to get to switch to rodents. So, I mean, especially frozen thought I did live for a little while and then I did stunned and then, you know, just, just, you know, take the, the regular steps you take to get anything to eat. And, um, now they're frozen thawed, take them right off the tongs. They come flying out of the bins. They're ready to pierce my ears and the whole nine yards. So <laughs> worse. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. They're, cool. they're cool looking though. I mean, they're just really cool with the flat heads and they're just so strange looking. So, yeah, I, I've I've always been curious about them and always kind of wanted to take you the plunge into them. You need them. You need them. <laughs> I'll wait till you breed them, you know? <laughs> oh, man, that'll be like 25 years from now. You need them before uh, that. <laughs> sooner, uh, soon. They so, do posture a lot like, like the Amazon tree boats, though. They kind of do the same thing, but they don't come lunging at you like they do. Uh, I hate you know? Amazons. <laughs> yeah, they're just – yeah, I, I don't know why I still have them. <laughs> they're cool though. They're super cool. Um, yeah, they're death from above. So, yeah, um, they are. I did get some chondros too in that last last fall right after Tinley because you guys were talking about them for so long. <laughs> yeah. Just, finally, I got some. I got three um, Biox, and they're super cool too. Like they're handleable, and they're just starting to change colors. And I, I just they're they're cool. They're very cool. I don't think I'll expand any further than that. I'll wait until they grow up till I can sex them. But they're they're neat too. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, uh, so let's. I, I think we're getting a caller on the line. So, <laughs> what Eric, is the Dateline? What, what is going on? Here? Apparently, <laughs> we have a caller to ask you some questions. Uh, hello. Yeah. Hi, Jamie. Oh wow. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I told you I was going to call. You 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 yeah. did, and I thought you were kidding. Apparently not. No, no, I follow through. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I I just have I just have some questions for you. <laughs> Go ahead. So, <laughs> things that I can't ask you at Hamburg. So yeah. Um, out of all your your gecko species, what is your what is your favorite that you're working with right now? Well, it, I only have two left, and I'd have to say it's probably the caves probably the Asian stuff that I still like and enjoy. Um, yeah. Besides that, that's probably about it. I mean, I do enjoy the leopards. I like the leopards just because it's it's kind of a mystery what's going to hatch, and I have mm-hmm. such a diverse collection, it'd be kind of foolish to chuck them all away, but I don't have to say the caves. Definitely the caves. They're super cool. And they're room temperature. You can't really beat that. No, you can't. You can't. Um... What's, they're what's evil, looking. evil looking. Evil looking. Yeah, they good. are. They are so evil looking. <laughs> That's the draw. Yes. <laughs> what species of cave geckos do you like the, like the best? 
I actually like the Hainantis, the Chinese, the the the, the cheapest one. <laughs> the cheapest like one, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of all the things that I've had, you know, you know, four or five hundred dollar babies, I I dig the ones that are like eight bucks. They're the first ones I got, and they're the ones that I I kind of established, and they're the ones I still like the best. I like the black and the yellow, which kind of odd because I like black and yellow, hence carpet pythons. So yeah, I had. I had three. I had three Hainanensis, and um, Owen's really good at handling them. Um, I doubt that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. But you can't. He knows, black he knows that story about how I really yeah, like that one. Yeah. He he, yeah. he lopped a, a tail off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I got nothing. I've been at work all day and I'm tired, so that's that's all I got. But I wanted to call in. And, yeah. Right. Um your little your little uh your your giant day gecko is doing well. Um he eats from a spoon. Awesome. awesome. Oh wow, that's pathetic. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> he eats nice. from a spoon and nice. it's wonderful. <laughs> that was ac- accidental breedings. Accidental gecko breedings are always the best. Yeah. No, he's he's cute. Uh, I saw you got done with one too, so two. He got two. Two. Oh. He got two. Oh, tw- he got two. Twice, twice is dumb. <laughs> yes, yes, he has two. He's gonna have to. Yeah, that'll be a good time. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> Thanks. <Okay. laughs> have a nice night. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. Now that we've gone on the gecko tangent. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now I got to switch back over. So I got to work on the other half. You, you got to switch, switch the gears. Hey, yeah. wait, I have to. Yeah. Did, you, did you get your box? Yeah, did you get the box? No, it didn't come yet. No, it didn't oh come my yet. God. <laughs> o'clock. Yeah, it's a half hour late on top of being already a day late. I mean, wow. <laughs> oh, shitty. I'm gonna go look at the door. Maybe they just left it on the step and ran away. <laughs> All right. Well, that would be that would be par for the course. Yeah, he's probably probably been out there for like freaking no nope. an hour and he hasn't even looked. But no, nope, it's not there. I looked. All right. Anyway. Wow. Jamie, what we now? It's time to get the blood flowing. Now that we got the gecko go. stuff out of the way, we're not knitting sweaters and putting top hats on geckos <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's really bad. Oh. That's, that's awful anyway. shit right there. Um, awful, awful gecko Whoever thought of that should be their head cut off. Anyway, those are weird. <laughs> I, I hate bearded dragons with clothes. But anyway, oh so bad. Um, have any of the tricks you have learned while breeding gecko, have you been able to apply any of them to breeding your pythons? Well, that's a weird question. I don't... Um, it is. That's why I like it. Wow. You may have stumped me. I, you know, I don't know, really. No, because it's like kind of opposite. Yeah. Like gecko eggs puff up. Python eggs shrink down like it's... <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, though, when you when you have an animal that you've raised up for years to breed, not not, you know, nine or 10 months and you see a shriveled up egg, it's just really shitty. Like it's a totally different thing. You know, how long does it take for them to hit sexual maturity? Uh, You can breed a leopard gecko within a year. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, when we if we if we get into a market conversation, I can explain how that. We will extremely <laughs> detrimental to anyone making any kind of investment. So well, yes, yeah. I mean, that's where big, we're going right now. <laughs> that's actually yeah, the next yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. 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 It's it's it's. It, how is the gecko market currently? 
I would have to say, in my opinion, of course, it is extremely oversaturated and oversaturated with base level stuff from people who just kind of got into it in the last couple of years, you know, and not really paying attention to line breeding and wanting to create their own lines and whatnot, and just breeding for the sake of having every morph A to Z that exists, which there are so many, it's ridiculous, like Royals and Leopard Gecko. It's like the same thing, pretty much. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's that good. <laughs> In my opinion, I don't think it really is. I mean, it, you know, there never really was a rhyme or reason to it. It, it kind of goes in waves, and I think it goes in waves by, I don't know. That kind of ties into Facebook, honestly. I have a really weird opinion, and I'm kind of like always on the outside, hence the reason why most of my friends are snake guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Makes like, sense. I, I think <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with that. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with Facebook, honestly. Um, okay. There's just so many, and it's one of those things where if you don't stay relevant on a daily basis, you're irrelevant in three or four weeks. And it's it's kind of hard to do. I mean, it really is when it comes to that many people working with the same things. Um, yeah, and that kind of ties into auctions too. So we can really go down a rabbit hole here if you guys are. That's what you're do it for, but do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, go. <laughs> I mean, I kind of watched it peak again, and I kind of watched it fall. I mean, some guys, obviously, this is my opinion, and they can say whatever, but um, a few years ago, I think it kind of peaked. You know, and when it peaked, and there was a lot of new stuff and, and a lot of new combo stuff, and everything was kind of banging around, and it seemed like a lot of people jumped in, which I kind of see, Jesus, I don't even want to say this. Well, yeah, because I'm kind of doing the same thing, but not really. And I, I started collecting carpets like two years ago, so I'm kind of out of that. But um, mm -hmm. a lot of people, I think I can see it, too, with the Morelia world, kind of like people are kind of like jumping in kind of fast. Yeah, um, right. I don't know. What you, I don't know what you guys' opinions are. I mean, we've had little conversations here and there, but um, I've seen it, it. It just it just got so overwhelming with people and babies. And now think about it. If you think about a leopard gecko, um, you buy something for a thousand dollars and then in a year it breeds, and then you sell your babies. You're basically selling the best stuff you're going to produce to your, your – you're basically the person who's going to outproduce you the next year. So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, but I think that's kind of how reptiles are in general. Um, yeah, usually unless it's like an animal that takes several years to mature. See, know. and that, that's a good thing, I think, when it comes to market stuff. Like I, think I would agree. Thing. And this is probably why I, – I don't know. I never did it as a business because I'd look at it. I just – I don't know. But – um. I saw it peak. I saw it fail. I saw all kinds of stuff kind of go down. There was the epic like like Facebook wars a couple of years ago. Everybody and their brother just hated each other. Um, right. A lot of that revolved around auctions, honestly. Um, you know, when when something's new, be it whatever it is, and you throw it out there, say say it should be an eight hundred dollar animal, and you auction it off for two hundred dollars. That eight hundred dollars now got erased. Now the base price is two hundred dollars because someone can say, "Dude, I just bought that for two hundred bucks. Why would I pay six fifty or whatever?" And it could look totally different, but it's the same morph. It doesn't matter because of the line bred, you know, traits and whatnot to enhance whatever you're going to enhance. Um, and I think that that was kind of a downfall to a lot of it. Um, I mean, there are still some guys that are doing really good, but they're the guys that you know they do it for a living. They have no choice. They have to be on social media every single day. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook, they're on all that stuff, and I, I don't even know how they keep up with it, to be honest with you. But um, 
you, you just become irrelevant super fast and you just have to keep up with it. But I think in the end, I think a lot of that stuff was a detriment to the hobby. I think, yeah. don't you think that the, the same thing happened with, uh, you know, Roy the Royals? I mean, as far as, uh, auctions and whatnot, I mean, yeah, it just seems I, I like, think so too. like, go ahead. I was just going to say, it just seems like as soon as you introduce that into uh, the only thing, uh, well, okay. The only thing that I could see that would be somewhat good about an auction is the fact that there's, there's two, two reasons. One, I like when they do it as far as uh, raising money benefits. for something. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's a totally charity thing. That, that, that's that a cannot, completely different animal. Yes. Yes. So, and that cannot correct. carry over to the regular market because that's just not fair. Like that's just yeah. irrelevant. Like that's a totally correct. different thing. I do them all the time with stuff like I, whatever, you know what I mean? This guy has this or this person, you know, sick or whatever. Um, that's different. Yeah. I agree with that. For and, sure. and most of the time, most of the time with those, the animals actually go for a little bit more. Than higher. Higher. Well, they yeah. do. They do. Yeah. It's a good cause. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, then the, the only other side that I could see to that is, is that sometimes I wonder what an animal is worth. Like, I mean, it, it, are are we crazy to think that an animal is worth, say, eight hundred dollars? In reality, maybe it's only worth five hundred dollars because that's what people are willing to pay for it. Like rough scales is a perfect example. Yeah. You know, you have people that say, "Oh, I'm going to wait till the price comes down. I'm going to wait right. till the price comes down," so they don't they don't get into it. it. You're not you're well, not figuring out what the animal is worth. You're figuring out what people are willing to pay for it. So well, then right. that's, isn't that what it's worth? worth. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, there, there are certain people who will pay more for certain animals, and you know that. It's, you know, there are certain people who will pay eight hundred dollars for this, but then you're finding out the majority of the people will pay six or seven. Now, is that just because that's what the animal's worth, or is that what people are willing to part with? See, I don't know how you guys exactly. feel about this, and maybe maybe I shouldn't say this on the air, but. Why not? Too late. <laughs> One of those shows. Um, All right, here we go. Controversy. Well, late. this is how I feel. This, this is how I feel about it. Like, as people drop the prices on, let's say, an albino carpet, I yeah. think I'm going to keep my price because I would keep my price at what I – in. I think that the first thing that carpet people don't do enough of is grade their animals. You know, you have some that are exceptional, which should be higher than some that are just average. Um, you know, I think if you have exceptional jungles, you'll be able to sell them for 500 bucks a pop. All day. Totally. Yep, yeah, you I know? agree. And then you're going to have some jungles, they're probably worth maybe three, maybe two. Yeah. Maybe there's even some that are worth 100, you know? Uh, that, and that's that, like pet grade stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that doesn't mean that all jungles are worth 100 bucks, you know? No. So, no. like... If if I if no, I but, know that a particular pairing that I have is like you know I, I I've specifically handpicked animals from certain lineages that you know uh, to me this is where I'm taking this project you know I can take IJs for example you know I have GQ IJs and PC IJs and you know uh, these exceptional animals that I'm not selling them for dirt cheap and. I think the thing that people don't do, and what I see with carpets is they're getting in that mode of just breeding to breed to pump out yep. morphs. A morph is a morph is a morph. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, and 
that that saturates the market, which then yep. drops the price. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then and then the, you know then you got to deal with the mentality of that. Like people will see that, and they won't realize the benefits of a line bred, you know, more a pristine animal. And and, and it kind of kind of sets the bar really low. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, it's it's you know, and you'll have guys, you know, even like me, like I'm I'm out shopping for carpets or whatever. I, I don't. I look for what I'm looking for and it better be like the best example of what I want. Like I'm not going to, you know, but that, that's me. That's not like the new guy coming in. Who's going to be like, you know what, dude, I have 300 bucks. Um, I want to get as many freaking animals as I can for 300 bucks. And then yeah. that guy breeds and then he sells his stuff dirt cheap. And then that guy breeds and he sells his, and it just, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's I spooky, think the problem like, with, you think about it. Yeah, I think the problem is is that you have so many people producing and they produced animals that they're not willing to sit on. And mm-hmm. with that being the case, uh, then then you go to things like auctions so that they can get rid of it for dirt cheap and to make up not have for to worry but about. But they breed the same pairing the following year. They clear out the one clutch animals just to make room for the same damn thing. And yeah, which would work sometimes if it sells like hotcakes and it's an awesome pairing, which I understand. But nine yes, times out of ten, isn't. It's just replacing what you just sold, and why are you doing that? Yeah, so, right. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I makes, agree. Makes no damn. Now I understand that. Like every year, I will produce a clutch of tigers because every year uh, I burn through my tigers. And yeah, but they're fun. nice tigers though. They're not mediocre yeah, tigers. and and they're, and they're the not. And they're not the same pairing of tigers every year. I have enough tigers. I can mix them all around and do different shit. And I've kept enough holdbacks. But it's never the same pairing of tigers every year. But I still sell a lot of tigers. And that's the whole point. That, that's the good thing is you mix it around, you do that stuff, and you sell out. I'm not breeding the same animals every freaking time because everybody's going to buy my tigers. And then the next year, they're not going to want the tigers. They already got it. So. Yep. And then they're going to get pissed because I'm going to drop the price down to 100 bucks because I can't move these tigers, and they bought it for $200. So, you know, we're, you're, you're cutting our nose off to spite our face, and it's stupid. But I digress. <laughs> it, it, it kind of goes that way with everything, though. Like, I don't know what, how do you stop it, how do you make it right. Like, it's, it's, it's like that with every, every niche in the reptile community, I think, is it kind is. of just how it is. I guess quality I, over quantity, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's what it should be. I mean, you should really be, uh, I don't know, this would be another thing that I always thought carpet python breeders, you know, were different than, say, your standard, um, you know, uh, commonplace reptile breeders, whereas, you know, they're just producing just so they have something, they're going to a show, they're selling it, and it is what it is. If $20 corn snake... $100, Hundred dollar, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ball python, whatever the case may be. I mean, I have no problem with prices dropping. I, I that's because natural. It's going to happen. They're going to come down. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I am not in this delusional world that when I spend, you know, five thousand dollars for this morph A, that by the time I get to breed it, <laughs> it's going to be selling for five thousand dollars. You know, yeah, right. I, I have no problem with with the thing coming down, but God damn it, man! Why are you? Why why are people <laughs> just like driving it down 
to the dirt as fast as it can go. It's, it, I think what bothers me the most is the hypocrisy of these people and the fact that they trashed the ball python people for so long about they're just in it for the money, they're, they don't care about the snip, blah, 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 on and on and on and on and on, post after post after post, you know, thread after thread after thread, and then boom, same thing. Once they get the football, do the same <laughs> damn thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Same playbook. I always, I always say, the, you know, a little thing I always say is, every, like with the leopard gecko thing, um, it seemed like like a lot of the bigger guys, I and mean, there wasn't a whole lot of us really, but everybody was racing towards the bottom, and everybody won. Like, what what do you do when you're there? I mean, at that point, you're it's over. Yeah. Like you're just you've set yeah. a bar that's so low. You've set a mindset between all your customers, and you know another thing too that I've noticed over the last couple of years. And Owen, you've been to a lot of shows, so you maybe you you maybe see the clientele of a show is not what it was even two years no. ago. Is not you're not it used to be it used to be breeders coming. I mean, it, predominantly yeah. it was. It doesn't matter where you were. I don't care what show you're at. I don't care if I was in New York or Pennsylvania or Rhode Island, wherever the hell I was. It yeah. was always breeders coming to buy next year's breeder stock. Breeding stock, you know. And yeah. now the bigger shows, you know, they are just like a giant pet expo where someone yeah. even my table as simple. As, I mean, every once in a while I'll have a carpet or something on there, but not typically right now. And I'm, not, I'm just not ready to do that yet. But um, they'll they'll ask me what it is. Like when you have to ask yeah. what a leopard gecko is, the shit's over. Like it's just you, you you've not been here at all it, ever. It's and that happened it's even at Hamburg for the last two years. It's happened every yeah. show, and I've watched it just sink deeper and deeper and deeper. I mean, you you're not seeing guys who are going to buy animals to. You're not seeing the people like what I was, where I went. And I and I walked around the show and I bought my rodents and I left. And I went and I walked around the show and I bought my rodents and I left. Then I got my money and I walked in and I found the animal that was going to be plugged into my breeding stock and project and burned like a thousand dollars and then ate three packs of tuna for the rest of the summer. So those people are gone. <laughs> where you're like seriously investing in stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the people who are walking around with backpacks and trying to figure out how many animals they can get for their two hundred, three hundred dollars that they walked in the door with. And that they're going to take and they're going to throw up on Craigslist the next day, or they're going to take and they're going to, you know, fill around with and then sell at the next show. And it's almost like you see the real people weave in and out of these of these other people, get what they got to do, what they got to do, get what they got to get done, and leave. A lot of times, those people set up sales before they even walk in the door. Those are the people's and the serious people are people's animals I have underneath the table before I even walk in the door. So. It, it's become this, like you said, like petting zoo mentality. It's something fun to do with the kids. It's people who aren't serious. It's people who walk in the door and say, you know what? I've never had a crocodile skink before. Let's buy 12. And then go home and try to figure it out and kill them all. It's, well, you know, yeah, and there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's nothing but wrong the, with that. But we, like a lot of us aren't geared towards that. that no. Sense. And the other problem is that the problem is that you're pandering to the prices of these people. One time, I was selling a few of Eric's animals on my table, and one was a lightning line male jungle carpet. And some guy walked up to me and asked me how much it was. I told him. Apparently, that was like the grossest price you'd ever seen on a jungle carpet python. So he tells me that, well, it doesn't matter. If I buy this female and your male, or I buy that male, I'll breed them together. I'll still get jungle carpets. I'm like, yeah, but you won't have lightning line jungle carpets. You won't have 
pretty jungle carpets. You want to have jungle carpets that command this price. Do you understand that? And he went and he bought two carpet pythons. He said they were jungles. He brought them back for me to look at them, and I didn't even want them to touch my table. Um, he, bought <laughs> yeah. like he bought them from 100 bucks from somebody who had, like, you know, they were next to Bupo Moranis or something like that. He had no idea yeah. what was going on. So yeah. he brought them back, and I'm looking at these things. One's clearly a coastal jungle cross. The other one's probably a diamond jungle. And I'm like, got lineage? He goes, no. I'm like, all right, have fun trying to sell these later. So it's like there's, there's no seriousness in half of the time that we're talking at Hamburg. So. Yeah, no, it's a joke. Even 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 the New York show is kind of like just as bad, really. Yeah, it's just just as bad. You know, the thing that's going to save like like the Morelia world, I think, is going to be the lineage thing. Like, I think that that's going to be a, that was a smart thing for people to kind of establish that kind of bar of lineage, like where you should have the lineage, and that was mm-hmm. smart. That was really really smart how you guys kind of did that, like whoever it was, and how you know you established that as being the norm. Going to be. Yeah. Something that saves you guys, I guess, or even myself, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That really is. And the other thing too is 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 like like even like Eric said, like having a better quality animal and keep your prices up no matter what. Like you may be a slump for six months, but I think it'll come back. You know, once people yeah. realize that there's there's no huge money here, you're not going to get rich. You're not buying a friggin' yacht. You're not hanging out with Jay Z tomorrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. Like it, you either love it or you don't, it, it's either worth a lot to you and worth a lot to me, or it isn't like it, it'll, it'll flush itself out more or less. Right. Yeah. I, I, do, I mean, do you think that one of the things that you're seeing, um, I think I could be wrong, but one of the things you're seeing with ball pythons is that <clears throat> I think that the people that really dig working with those are, they're going to flush out the people that are just in it because they were in it for a quick buck. And I think it's it happening reset. fast. I think it's happening yeah. really fast. Like it'll rapid, reset itself. Like really yeah, yeah, it'll reset itself. And it'll be similar to like, I don't think, well, I don't think it'll be similar to like ring pythons where you don't see it. But I think that you there'll be things that people will want to get and they won't be able to get it. And, you know, the people that, you know, just stayed with it because they really dig it. Uh, they'll be able to, they'll have them available. And then, you know, that's how that guy that's selling a $1,500 ring Python is able to do that. Because if you're the only yep. guy that has them, well, you either pay it or you don't have them, you know? Yep. It's that's that it. simple. Yeah. And that comes down mm-hmm. to passion more or less. You yeah. have the passion to stick with it while it sucks until yeah. it comes back. You know, and, and, you know, and that, that's where I kind of fall with like the gecko thing. Like I just kind of lost my steam, I guess. And I still dig them and I, I, I the, the, you know, the community's cool and whatnot, but I'm just not, just doesn't thrill me as much as it used to. Do yeah. you think so that for me, the... it's time to, time to, you know, it's time to kind of slim down, only work on a couple things and, and focus on something else that I look at and say, that's awesome. I can't wait to clean that shit. You know what I mean? Instead of, <laughs> right. oh, I got to clean shit today. <laughs> you know? I, mean, painful, I can't right? wait I mean, to clean that thing's crap. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It's like, this sucks. I'm going to call wholesaler. I'm out of here, you know? But, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was, um, what do you think that uh, social media has to do with the reptile world and, you know, the market and everything. Do you think that that's had a positive effect or a negative effect or? I think that Facebook is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. 
<laughs> but at the same man, you time, are really it, trying to get those uh, citrus sours from Eric, aren't you? Just, you <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, right, right. It's all yeah. a plot. I think Good that movie. Facebook is. I think it's cool for what it is. But like I said before, like who you have to really hammer it to keep it good. And you know, it seems like everybody and their brother has an opinion, and they want to fight over you with you over the the most silliest things from water bowls. No pun intended on water bowls. <laughs> water bowls um, to heat panels, heat tape, um, what you use for a hide. You know, just the most. You could be a breeder for thirty thousand years. And some kid who just got his first corn snake at Petco is going to start a fight with you over a hide. Isn't that annoying? You know, and, and then the other thing is, is like, Eric, I've heard you say this a million times. Like, you want to find something. Like, for instance, I, I see a picture of something that has nothing to do with snakes, and I want to show my brother-in-law the next day. I can't find the damn thing. It's gone. Right. Like, I'll take 15 minutes on lunch and scroll through trying to find something to show him, and it's gone. Like, I just can't find yeah. it. So it's just, it's like a flash in the pan. Who caught it? Who saw it? You know what I mean? And if enough people see it, then you're cool. If enough people didn't, then, well, whatever, someone else is cool. I don't know. It's 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 a very interesting thing. I don't, I don't know if it's on the decline or the rise, but uh, oh, it's a double-edged sword for real. I mean, it's it, it'll suck up your life. I mean, who has time for that, you know? I don't even know. Yeah, it seems like it's a, it's a double-edged sword in as far as you have people that do have time for it because they don't have big collections of reptiles yeah. to take care of. Uh, or a they're, job. They're, yeah, yeah, or a job. And they're able to uh, to get on there and give their opinions. And, yeah, they're entitled to give their opinions or whatever. But when you don't have the experience and they're going to – the, the experience keepers, you know, they don't have – they don't they don't have the time to, to, to really do no, that. No, they're not there. They're not there. Yeah, exactly. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that one person, like you just said, who gave his opinion will get – 200 other people that think he's you know he's the word of wisdom and they will follow him and then you just it's just it just gets worse and worse and worse like it's just a very weird i don't even know i don't even know like a weird thing <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah it's it's yeah, tough. It's, it's really tough i mean it's great as far as uh I, I mean i think the positives are that you're able to hit an audience like never before but the problem with that is is i i I just it it, does it really impact what you're doing that you know what i mean like i don't know when i first started thinking about facebook and trying to see the positives of it like you're getting involved with with more people from around the world Mm -hmm. and and that's great but that's cool yeah 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 absolutely from a business standpoint though is it really going to make you sell another snake you know what i'm saying like it's not. Yeah, who? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think that like you're not. <sighs> you're not focusing you, on the right things. You're spending too much but, time on that, trying to get that to be what it needs to be, which we don't even know what that is. Right. Right. You're having out on the the basics, like even on like my page for Razor Sharp, like say I have three thousand some odd likes. I refuse to buy likes. By the way, I absolutely refuse to do yeah. that. A lot of guys that blew me out of the dust like two years ago, like they all, they got like, you know, like whatever X amount of 10 million freaking followers. And most of them are from Korea, <laughs> don't speak English. They have no idea yeah. what the hell they're even, you know, but it's, it's numbers on a page. Um, I refuse to do that. So I just, I just don't care. Like whatever I refuse. It's ridiculous. Um, and the other thing is, is, is like likes now, like even I'll put up a post. I used to get like last year, I'd get 200 likes or 140 likes or 
whatever. And that leads kind of leads to sales in a way, I guess. And now mm-hmm. you put something up and you get 12 and it says reached 600 people. Like what happened to the other 2,490 right. people? What, where did they go? They want you to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, of did, course, you know. <laughs> did, like, have you guys ever really had a crap ton of business come through your business's Facebook page? Two years ago, I did, for sure. Yeah, it was nuts. Most of but mine, I think that was the people peak. are, yeah, I mean, like, most of mine, people are either going from ads on, like, Kingsnake, or they contact me, just contact me and ask me, and I send them pictures, or they go through my website. Very rarely... Am I getting a PM about an animal that's in the gallery that says for sale? I sell more it. stuff not advertising than what I sell advertising. Thank you. No, same, same here. Dead serious. Second, Dead I serious. don't want to sell it is when people are all over it. Yep. Or or someone says, what do you have available? And then it, it, it's a giant pain because you're always taking pictures and you're yep. always responding and you're always doing this. But I'll sell 10 times as much as, 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 in, as in an album that says for sale. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I get people that come through there, but I think that I the thing that I've learned about like a Facebook page is that if you don't update it, it you, you lose. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a loss. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. just lost. In a week, you're so, like gone. Yeah. Like it's like you never existed. Yep. Yeah, you start to lose likes. You know. I'm the same way as you, Jamie. I, I won't buy likes. I'm at, I think nope. I'm at 1300 or something like that, which is fine with me, yep. you know, I, and, and it's almost like I have my own little insulated world. If you want to see what I have going on, <laughs> like the page, you know, and yep. I don't have to worry about anybody else's bullshit or nonsense or anything like that. And it's, it's yep. just like my own little, little, little center of my own little reptile world. And if you dig what I got, then cool. You know, if you don't, then, you know, uh, that's your choice. Unlike like the page yeah. and have a good day. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know? Later, dude. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's how I feel too. And that, you know, unfortunately with stuff that turns around real quick, that doesn't work real well. But, you know, for you guys, I think yeah. it's like even Morelia and snakes, I mean, you have a little bit, everything takes a while to grow, but, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. fast turnaround stuff is just, it's on, I don't know. I think it's on the way out down to the bottom and I'm sure it'll come back up just like it always does, but. I don't know. Yeah, it took me three years, three years to get over 3,000 likes on Facebook. Three years. That's ridiculous. Some guys do it in like six months. Yeah. Right. But they're buying it, you know, and, you know, Huck Ping has this page and they don't even know, you know, these people don't even speak English. They don't, you know, yeah. 240 likes and every question you have to hit the translate button because they don't even speak English. You can't ship to them anyway. They're, in, you know, wherever, Bangladesh or somewhere. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, they were talking about this uh, on GTP Keeper Radio the other night about as far as just the whole, you know, Facebook versus forum. And um, Brian Fisher was talking about his he his perspective is is pretty cool because he's he's a young guy, so you know the social media aspect of things is kind of like where that generation is at. Um, yeah, right. But. At the same point, he's been doing it since he was 12. So wow. he came up on the forums. So, you know what I mean? So, like on on the MVF and MP, he was kind of like, uh, I don't know. There's just a certain sense of community that I think is lost. It, it's like you're hitting more people, but you don't really want to. So, you've lost this like community type feel. 
and it, it, it's like people are coming into the I, I don't want to say it almost sounds like it's uh, like you don't want people to come into the community, but like you, you sort of have to earn your stripes, so to speak. You know what I mean? You just right. like, you have these people yeah. that are coming on that don't know shit about nothing and they're giving people advice and you're like, what the what? It's like, <laughs> you know? like, like false prophet syndrome. They read the yeah. one reptiles magazine article about raising carp and pythons and now they're an expert where yeah. You know, the last article I know that came out of carpet pythons in that magazine said sent us all into a dizzy because it was like you keep one baby carpet python per ten gallon tank. And that's when I threw the magazine across the room. So it's like <laughs> cancel subscription, give me my twenty one dollars back. And done. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's it, you have that one guy who may have written that or you have the one guy who may have read that and believed in it and then now that's the guy who's going to be answering your post i love it because somebody asked a question on the pick of the week and very few times is it somebody who i believe should be answering the question that is answering the question so mm-hmm. it's that's what is the part that's kind of scary to me is like where's the information coming from so yeah yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of uh, all profit syndrome. <laughs> Weird stuff. <laughs> I, I like that. I, like I think the, that's the name for it. Yeah, I like to feed the misinformation. You know, mm-hmm. Car- eggs, carpet pythons are live bearers. So yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's been no, crazy. No, no. I mean, I, it's good and it's bad. So yeah, I don't know. What about us? What about us? Yeah, I mean, the the cool thing about well, I don't know. As far as pythons go, I mean, honestly, if you're going to start with a python, I think the best python to start with is probably a ball python because, absolutely, you know, you know, it's just it's just small. It's true, dude. It's true. true. I know, know? but I hate it when he does this. It's like, what's the name of the damn radio station? Anyway, <laughs> well, here, but, but here's the thing. Once you get a ball python, you are probably more than likely going to want to keep something else, you know, because <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> no, oh, but I, seriously, time, but you're probably going to get bored of it. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a gateway. If you have no, ex- yeah, exactly. But the thing of it is at the end of the day, and this is just my experience and maybe I'm biased or whatever. And I've kept the multitude of different species of pythons. And by yeah. far, the easiest ones to take care of, as far as being bulletproof, are freaking yeah. carpet pythons. You know, you have your ones yeah. that are, are picky, but like, I mean, if you just take your standard coastal carpet python, I mean, I don't know. They're, I have never had a coastal have an RI. They shed perfect every time. Whereas, like, in the same room, you'll have chondros that shed like shit, ball pythons <laughs> that shed like shit. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, they're I, doing horrible things. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they don't eat, they don't this. They, it's, it's just yeah. crazy stuff that you go through. Whereas, no matter what happens in your room, the temperature drops, coastal carpet. Solid as a rock. Temperature's too high. Solid as a rock. You know, uh, it, I don't know. It just seems to me like the, the shed for too dry. It doesn't matter. Shed's perfect. Um, yeah. You know, so I think brittles I think are a little come, better, but carpets are great. Brittles are so much like uh, like like well, Nick always says. The only way to look kill where they a come from. <laughs> is to drop a exactly. block on yeah. his head. I mean, yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Bridles are bulletproof, like in every sense of the word. Where I'm pretty sure if I shot one, it would survive. So, um, yeah. I love but your point is so, valid, Eric. It's definitely valid for sure. Very extremely valid. But carpets are scary because they twitch, and sometimes they've been known to use their mouth. So yeah, which is true. But I mean, come on. Let uh, here, here's my other thing. If you're going to deal with mm. pythons, I mean, come on, man. You know you're going to get bit at some point. And it's just Thank it's just you. the reality of working with them. I mean, come I've on. I've been bit by more more ball pythons <laughs> than carpet pythons. Ten times over, I'd have to say. Yeah. Um, uh, I but a, I expect them to bite me, so I know what I'm looking for. But balls, you just get railed every once in a while, you know. And they go off feed yeah. for months for no reason, and they just, you know, because they, they got upset that day, and they just don't eat for a month. And just moody. <laughs> They're like emo Who's pythons, is what they. Thank are. you. Who, who told us they had like? Who told us all their ball pythons were like nasty? I mean, I, who we had a guest on recently? Was that Matt? Eric. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think this is nasty. Was it Lon? Maybe. It somebody. Yeah, it might have been Lon. Somebody. It might have been Lon. Was somebody said like, "Oh, dude, all my ball pythons are assholes." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so, but I, um, I did just get a message from Bill Stiegel. He asked me, "Please do not shoot my snakes. Do not worry, Bill. I'm not actually going to shoot my animals." But thank you for your concern. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I should be a little worried that they think I'm going to do it. But anyway. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know. There's, I, I don't know. There's several things. It's almost like I almost feel like if the different morphs and colors of the children's and spotted pythons would come in, that that would be another animal that would kind of be very popular in the community just as like a pet because of how big they get and how brightly colored they are and all this other stuff. So. But they're shitty. I don't know. But they are shitty. <laughs> I mean, they can't be. I bred them. They're shitty. The ones I bred were shitty. I was impressed at how shitty they were. I got them. I made them too large. I got them to the size of ball uh, pythons, but apparently, that's a huge no-no. So, mm, yeah. What did you get? What What did you get to the size of ball pythons? Spotted pythons. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a fat spot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fat, wetty, wetty python. Eric's reaction is like, oh, you asshole. So it's like, you know, I'm like, yeah. Uh, yes, I did. Um, so or he's going to hide me. pictures of his now. He's going to hide the one yeah, that cool. he has. Well, no, what? Well, we have it. I have the, the caramel jaghead albino that's a 14 from Eric, and I'm putting it next to my super caramel. There's a 14, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm a monster. I'm like, I could eat this easily. So, wow. Yeah. What but. about, uh, Jamie, what about pricing? Like, yeah. how do you feel on pricing, and how has what you experienced with the gecko market, you know, I, I mean, how, how do you come up with pricing? What's your thoughts on pricing coming down, all that kind of stuff? I think oh, that's a tough question. Uh, with when it comes to like gecko stuff, I kind of I think everybody just kind of like looks around, sees who else has something comparable, and just kind of decide on your own. You know, I don't think anybody. You can go from one table to another, and everything is just like grossly different from one to another. Um, you guys don't match. Like if you were, like, let's say now I'm going to throw out gecko terms that I may have learned, um, and they could be completely wrong. You have let's say you have a Mac. No raptor. Is that an actual thing? It is. 
Holy shit. All right. Um, say you have that on your table, and some guy down there has one on his table. You're telling me the prices, you, you guys wouldn't match prices on that stuff? Like one dude will be 40 bucks, and I'll be like 125 because my line, say I bred it out for pink for the last seven years. So I'm okay. not going to sell it for his ugly sock-looking piece of garbage for 40 bucks, and I have one that looks <laughs> you know, nice. So, I mean, there's a big difference. So, I mean, that's I kind of the same that. with anything. You know what I mean? That's going to be the same with anything. Like, you guys, there's going to be people that are going to breed for whatever just to fill a table, and they're going to throw whatever jags for 75 or 60 bucks and there's oh. going to be people that have nice jags and they're going to be three 400 still i've never sold a jag for 75 bucks that's ridiculous well i've seen them i mean you've seen uh, them. i know sure it's horrible it. yeah but uh, i now now is that just because of all the different lines and different projects in gecko where they wouldn't match or would they like let's say there was another breeder that's a friend of yours that had the same kind of stuff you had would you match with price that uh, yeah, there's a couple dudes that I would like say to, you know, what do you think about this? And he'll be like, oh, you know, I'm going to price mine at that. You should price yours, you know, about the same. And then we usually do, but that's only like one or two dudes. The rest of them, that is what it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Yeah, maybe there's it's a little all, It's more. all over the place. Yeah. It's just all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm watching Eric. He just hatched out those super caramel jags. If he screws uh-huh. me, I'll beat his ass. So, I mean... <laughs> You don't have to worry, Owen, because I don't sell my stuff for about a year. I know. You know? It's great. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. I'll see them in two years. So, yeah. But Well, there's there's, there's there's multitude of uh, there's multitude of reasons for that. One, I, I, I honestly, I think the caramel jag caramel thing was kind of uh, – that was an unexpected pairing. I didn't think it was yeah. going to take, and I really didn't want it to take. And as far as I know that you had them and I know that Mm. you had just sold them and I know Mm. that Nick had just had them and Nick had just sold them. You know what I mean? So it's like, do I really want to do this, this pair? Like what am I bringing to the table? That's any different than what you or what Nick have have done or or anybody else that has it. Well, it's good because my female didn't breed this year. So you're, 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 you're totally cool. There's, yeah, it worked out. That's a good mentality to have, though, Eric. You, you, you see what you just did there. Like you, you realize that there's going to be X amount of them on the market already. Uh huh. You know that that's not normal, though. That's the thing. Like as new people no, get it, but they're not going to see it that way. Like I look at it and I see all you guys with all these caramels. And what did I do? I went into reds. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because there's going to be 5,000 million different people with caramel stuff, caramel, albino, this, car, you know, sun glows, this, that, everything. I, I, instead, I, I, I started getting red stuff that I liked. I mean, it looks yeah, fairly right. similar, but it's not the same. So, yeah. you know, it's just a different thing. But, you know, that's that's because we have experience. And, and the, the thing is, is a lot of people don't that are kind of getting into the hobby. And that's where you run into the problem where you have too many of something. And that's when the price tanks. Right, and somebody's yeah. gonna somebody just getting into the hobby is uh, see that's one of the other things I worry about. Somebody just getting into the hobby is gonna see what I have, my caramels and my super caramels, and everything priced at, buy a caramel, and then do the fast track to try to get it to breed, and expect to be able to, you know, sell them off easily, completely, all in your first year, no problem, like the first show you go to. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though. That's that's a that's, that's that probably seems to be a way everybody thinks. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be the way everybody thinks is that everybody thinks that their project is going to be the one that everybody's going to be kicking down the doors to try to buy. And I hate yeah. to disappoint everybody. It takes a while to sell some babies, you know. Yeah. And what you might think is a great project, other people might thumb their nose at. So just kind of. But that's the whole the flash in the pan, and then in two years they're not working with them anymore. They're gone. They're working with. You know, purple spotted iguanas or something like they're doing something <laughs> else. Like, you know, you just you have to endure, I guess, the, yeah. until you see the point where there's, you know, you still have the passion for the animal, and then you do it. But you know, it'll weed everybody out. It just has to go through its cycle. True. Which sucks. Yeah. It sucks, especially you know, like the big investment guys. You know, when I mean, you put a lot of money into it. Hell, I put a lot of money into mine. I can't even think of how many thousands of dollars I have in them. You know, and I'm not even close to breeding half the stuff. So it's going to be another two, three years. So yeah. by then they're going to be 75 cents. Knows, <laughs> They'll be giving them away at Hamburg with like your free order. I still dig them, fingers. you know. Yeah. They can be cute little staple guns that I have in a drawer or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best explanation for them I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. But I think it'll it'll phase out just because of the, the as long as it takes to it's in the breeding size. People don't, a lot of that, they don't have the, you know, the ability to wait. Right. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that is what maybe insulated the, um, the chondro world? It seems that they seem to be, yeah, it seems like they seem to be bulletproof when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if it's just, Plus the stigma about chondros, though, too. Think about the stigma. I mean, you all thought Thank of it you. yourself. I mean, I, I yeah. thought of it, too. And until I heard everybody, like, going crazy about them, I, I was just like, Jesus, I'm not touching those things with a 10-foot pole. And then yeah. you get them, and you're like, wow, well, this isn't that bad. It was, it was you're thinking, the thing is the chondros have always protected them is the stigma of a chondro will drop dead if you look at it cross-eyed. One. Yeah. Two, two nothing is worth a damn unless it comes with lineage or is from you know, this dealer and this dealer. So I kind of filtered that stuff out. And yep. then the price tags. People were demanding such high price tags. You know, as much as I would love a chondro of this color, am I going to spend two grand on it? Probably not. So that's just where it's at. So that's what's always shielded the chondro community. So I would suggest we start some rumors about carbopythons being evil. Um, also, <laughs> uh, we're going to bump up the prices. Lineage is required, and I think we should tell everyone that Savannah monitors get ready to breed after three months of life, because then that'll yeah, milk everybody go. over there. Exactly. So we got to just push it out that way. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I got plans. That's a good that. idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Owen for president. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, oh, and that's the way. To, and that's one of the things. That's honestly one of the things I think that doomed um, the ball python species because. They can breed year-round, and they do not take long to reach sexual maturity. Um, they don't take as long as some of the carpets and the other pythons. So well, um, initially, they would say three years. Initially, yeah, initially, but then yeah, and then they get into like crazy eighteen months and three hundred grams and all this crazy shit, and then burn kill yeah. the mother to get this three eggs that are going to make you money. It's yeah. you know, and, and a morph is a morph is a morph, and it just exactly. It, 
they they shot them. They were all racing to the bottom, and they all won. That's, that's exactly. Good. And then you could take a room the size of mine and fill it with like two hundred thirty quart racks, ten cages to a rack, and call it call it a freaking day. You basically yep. became a breeding factory, like you said, racing to the bottom, trying to get as fast as you can. So, uh-huh. and and then that and that's honestly what I think doomed it. So. Yep. Yeah. It's... I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, well, if you're listening to us now, it's kind of sounds like doom and gloom. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's like the apocalypse. The apocalypse. Yeah, we, we sound horrible. Yeah. Yeah, the apocalypse show. I think, you know, I think that it's insulated. I think there's some insulation here that's going to endure um, whatever's coming next, I guess. Yeah. I so I hope. That... Or so I hope. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Plus, I the mean, other thing, you guys got to remember, too, your community is a very, very different community. Now, I don't know. I saw the ball community attack each other. The gecko community annihilate each other. You guys are different. Like, you guys are kind of – I mean, you have your little factions and cliques and whatnot. But as a whole, it's different. Like, it's just different. It's a very tight-knit, interestingly – it's just neat. It's very neat. It's a neat community. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, a good chunk of you, 80% of you guys are all on the same page. And, I mean, that's going to be a big difference. I mean, you're not going to have that one, you know, 50% of you is going to break off to the left and sell whatever albinos for 50 bucks next year. It's just not – I don't don't still think it's going to happen. I mean, there may be a few. Don't get me wrong. There's always going to be that asshole. But, well, what made me – When we went to Carpet Fest, I was kind of – I didn't know how people would respond to certain things that were going on in the Morelia world at the time. And when I came out of Carpet Fest, I felt much more uh, uh, more optimistic that things were going to be on the up and up. Because I think what happens is, is that you are right in as far as if you're going to – I think that the carpet world – uh, you know, seems to be pretty tight. And as far as that, if you are going to be an asshole and do shit shitty, you're going to be blackballed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. For the most part. And the only way you're selling shit is if you're selling it to Burn people to that are not really into the carpet world. Yeah. You know? And so if you, if you screw somebody over and you bomb a project, when the next project comes around, by the time you get it, it'll be when the animals are a hundred bucks a pop. I mean, it, it, and a lot of people don't seem to think that that you can go ahead and try to make all the money you can out of this project, but when the next one comes, uh, you might not get it because you've pissed off that many people. So yeah, and there will be more, you know. Of course. So of course. <laughs> There will be more and and people will, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, you are going to be, since you shit on a project already, why would we give you another one? You know, and to a certain extent, that's kind of sounds elitist, but I'm kind of glad that it's that, that, that it's set up that way because, you know, it protects people that are willing to invest in something because they, they, they want to work with the species. You they know? dig it because, uh, like, you know, you, you scrape your money together, you burn off all your snake money on one or two animals to build a project, 
and then you watch the project while you're raising up your two little babies get totally destroyed by people who are trying to make a buck. And that's, that's yeah. kind of shitty. So it'd be, it would be, I would enjoy it if those people, the next time I paid into a project, they were barred from it. I mean, cause then it's like, <laughs> it's like you justice was served, but it's like, well, you know, it's, you know what I noticed is that it seems like for for certain things, like if there's multiple people that are in a project, then I've seen people just put the price at the friggin' as low as you can go. Then if they're the person that is the only one with that project, then all of a sudden that's ten grand. You know, so right. <laughs> that, yeah. that just shows yeah. me mindset of those people. And 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 how they think of the market long term. It just makes me have to take a step back and say, "Huh, I don't know if I would want to buy something from you because you're not going to protect my. If I'm if I'm going to spend that kind of money and invest in something like that, I mean, by the time I go to to breed it." You're you're gonna have the price in the toilet, and not, not not that the price is the only thing that matters, but I don't know. I mean, you kind of want to at least kind of recoup your money or pay for rats or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, you can buy more snakes. Exactly. Right. Snake money, but snake money. The other thing is, yeah. You're also you also why why would you downsell your animals? Like why would you take a crap on? the bloodlines and your own animals. Like, why would you be like, that one ain't worth this? He's not worth that. He's worth this. But he's got the same bloodlines as some of the other ones out there. So, you know, why why totally torpedo it? Yeah. But I don't know. That's not me. So. I think it'll come back down to, like, 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 being selective with your breeding, too. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of you guys... Even even me, just kind of being young into it, I, I had two other females that I could have bred this year, but what was I going to get, you know? Nothing that was anything that was going to be amazing that I wanted to see, so I didn't breed them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important part of the whole thing, you know? I, I, you I picked that up from... Like, you have to... Forward, you got to go forward with your breedings. I mean, what's the point of breeding something if you're just going to get mediocre shit that's just bleh, you know, that mm, yeah. pick up at a, some, at a jobber's table? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you could, the ones you would see coming out of a big bin on somebody else's table to get yeah. thrown into a tank. Yeah, you know now I know when this male that I have is going to be good in two years. He's going to be a year. is going to be ready to go. Then I will breed that female because those two will make something that I want, as opposed to just breeding her because she was up to breeding size. Right. You know what I mean? But I think that comes with that comes with experience and it comes with time in the hobby and kind of just learning how things work. It also it, comes it with knowing your audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then you got to know your audience. It's like, could I sell these at a reptile show? I, could I sell my coastal jungles just straight, one normal coastal to a normal jungle at a reptile show? Yeah. So am I going to get a lot for them? Probably not. Would no. you much rather see me take my good-looking coastal and breed it to another good-looking coastal? Yes. Would I get yeah, absolutely interested if I took my jungle and bred it to another good-looking jungle? Yeah. So that's what I do. I mean, you pick your battles, choose your audience, know who you're looking for. But that doesn't mean that the integrades are not popular. Is somebody really going to go gaga if I take my, you know, gamma line jag and breed it to a diamond? Yes. So it's, you got to know what you're going for. You got to know what you're looking for. Just because you bought it 
and are going to breed it to another Morelia. It doesn't mean the babies are going to be worth or look or really be something you'd want to have out there. I mean, take pride in your projects, people. So Yeah, yeah if it doesn't move you forward, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't get you all jazzed up. I mean, if you're doing it to fill a table, that's it's just it's it's not the right way to do it. No, no, it isn't. That's why stay home. <laughs> if you're going to do, do that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, stay if you want to have something, you have something to put on a table to make like table expenses, do what I do. Go get like four corn snakes, okay? That you will bring sell day geckos to people. <laughs> bring day geckos. Yeah. yeah, people people need them. You know, yeah. don't bring the tiny things that people want as pets, just as pets. Like you know, sell baby. I sell baby corn snakes for like ten dollars, and that's that's it. They can pay for my damn table, and they let me buy chicken fingers when I go to Hamburg. Okay, so yeah, it's it. God damn it! I can't believe you eat those chicken fingers. Seriously, I, I was thinking I the have same not in a while. Thing. I really have not in a while. Because oh my god, the five guys, I'm, five minutes from Hamburg. Five I know. I, thank God that's. I a, don't so. eat all day. Not a thing. No, and then you run to, run to someplace afterwards. Yep. 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 Unless I'm I need with to clean out my system. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eating a breaded brick. Yeah. 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 That place is, is like a dungeon. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Where else, can you find, I... where else can you find a stuffed squirrel flipping people off? Beef jerky. Well, that was Hitler. right next to your table, dude. Goddamn, goddamn, um, um, sandals, chickens, and and like koala bears or some shit. Like, where else are you gonna find that at a reptile show where there's a hundred person waiting list of awesome breeders who can't get in there because some dude selling deer antlers, puppies. And, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the puppies people next to Jamie are absolutely freaking hilarious because <laughs> they sell like old veterinary equipment and like. No, that's a post mortem place. That's a funeral place. It's oh post- god. Stupid! They had speculums there. Speculums. Yes. Oh and god. And they had a squirrel that had been taxidermied. Eric, you didn't see that when off. you were there. No, no, I must you have closed my eyes to that. There yeah. is a stuffed, like satanically possessed baboon that sits there. Yes. Yes. Really? It's, it's like that. Course. It's like that show. What was that? That was show that uh, that uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the series from the eighties. That crazy monkey shine possessed. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, because you're 12 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That redhead. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That girl was hot, too. She was. She was totally hot. (laughs) But yeah, they have all that crazy stuff like like dead baby pictures from the 1800s and just weird, weird, weird. And I'm next to those people. You know, and I don't mind a little bit of the dark side. I don't. I really don't. But that's a little much. Like I'm afraid Man. to touch something because I'm going to get a goddamn curse and they're going to chase me home and like eat my kids or something. So I just don't even know what to do. Like, if I, trip, wait. if I trip, I fall into eyelash vipers and cobras behind me. If I fall to the left, I'm getting hit by a possessed baboon. And if I fall to the right, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm going to get AIDS. So I have no idea what to do. Like, I just hold still and I sweat and I wait till the day's over and I run out. That's what I do. Yeah. What I don't understand is like what you said. You have a wait list for this show. Of like a hundred breeders trying to get in there, people who yeah. I know have been dying to get in there, who have who sell not even just I'm not even python breeders. I know several like tarantula and a few other like, oh all kinds of, of stuff. All who would love to get in stuff. there? 
But Absolutely. we have the taxidermy people. We have the guy over there who does nothing but buy golf clubs and converts them into hooks over here. Yep. Yeah, they're nice, aren't they? They're nice. They, I, they're very nice. That's exactly how I built my hooks, but it's really not that hard. But, um, I was being sarcastic. I know. It's, um, <laughs> and then you have these people, and it's like you're telling me you couldn't get anybody better to come here and put it in that table. And that's you know what the next – the next evolution is seriously going to be like a table full of rubber dicks. I know that's what's going to be there the next time I go in there. <laughs> gag balls and <laughs> yeah, 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 ball gags and lube and, and crazy oh, yeah, like yeah. sadomasochist things. That's what's next. Oh, Every God. once in a while, they have that one dude that sells nothing but like Bowie knives, and then they have that one chick that makes little miniature statues out of like I don't know soup cans. I oh, mean, it's unbelievable! It, 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 I know noticed... gnomes and bullshit. I noticed that this past show, there was not one – you couldn't find one Walma python. There no. was no chondros except <laughs> for the ones that were on the flippers table. Um, no, and the one that Owen bought that I almost bought. And the one that Owen got. got. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the exception. Um, uh, you know, like you don't see any of that kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. Upper level. You, yeah, it's – There's no high end, Eric. That's why you got to start doing Hamburg. Did you guys well, ever go there in the '90s, Eric? Did you ever go there in the '90s? Uh, yes. That's yeah, no. Completely I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was like that. Yeah, like it was weird. I, it was I, weird. I, my first show was in 2004. Mm. 2005. Yeah. 2005. Wow. Yeah, that's when I, that's when I, that's when I got my first snake. So. Well, see, this Jeez is where I'm. This is where I'm jaded because, like, when I got back into it, um, the first show that I went to go to, and probably the reason that it got me back into it, was the NA, uh, the uh, the one that was in Philly, the NARBC, when it came to yep. Philly. Yeah. Uh, yep. I walked in there. I was like, oh, my God. this!" You know, I remember seeing Bob Clark there and, like, you know, he had – like any Python you can imagine is on his tail, you know, and it's just like these probably at the time there was tons of, you know, the, the big names in the ball Python world and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just didn't know who it was. And I'm walking around and I kept asking everybody, what the hell does het mean? What does het mean? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Oh, you poor idiot. I'm like, yeah. uh, that was a new term. That was like a pretty much a new term. Yeah. It's like hey, more or less. Hey, what? Hey, what? You know? Yeah, yeah. But what the hell uh, does that mean? I don't know. And then the first, the first one I vended was Tinley. So I don't yeah. know. The bar's pretty high. So dude, like, that shows I, that shows awesome. I I love Tinley. I yeah. last year was my first year, and I was just completely blown away. I can't wait. To I've done I've again. done hundreds of shows, and I was blown away. They just do it right. I mean, Potter does it right. They do it right. They treat vendors like you're the people that bring the people in. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you're the reason why these people come as opposed to being, you're just some shithead that's going to give me $75 for a table. Like it was just, it it was a different experience. (laughs) And $80 for a pass to get to your table. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What a different experience. Like it was so electricity. Yeah. It's, it, it, it Tinley is, and the venue is gorgeous, and it's absolutely there was nothing negative, nothing, nothing negative bad that I saw. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing. Every, everybody good. is short. 
Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's professional. You see like the, uh, I don't know when I was walking around. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, the triple L's and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, uh, you, when I was walking around, um, Hamburg the other day, I'm looking at some of the people and how they like display their animals. You know, those, (laughs) those, uh, like, Serial keepers that you know, <laughs> the top kind of screws on. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, they, that's have what they have the animal in. And I'm yeah. like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. My my favorite is um, one time at Hamburg, I was walking around and there was a sweater box that was on its lid, like a stupid little like four twenty dollar sweater box you get at Target with like a blue lid, and it had some clear packing tape around it. And inside was a full-grown black mamba. And it's like, nice. are you serious? It's like, wow. And I, it was probably the scariest animal I've ever seen because of what it was and what it was in. So, mm. it was just, yeah. Yep. That part at least Don't. has gotten better. They used to transfer the animals back there in the room where you go and pay for your next table. Yes. Yes. You remember that? Yes, I do, because I remember a forest cobra got loose in there once. Yeah, yeah, they used to bag that stuff up in there. That was madness, madness. People used to people used wow. to come with venomous in bags and like travel containers and crap like that, and then yep. they would put them in like the deli cups and all the other bullshit in that little side room until several venomous kept like you know not cooperating because they're venomous. So uh, I think they eventually changed it that everything venomous has to come in a container that it will be sold in. Yep. And no venomous can be because it used to be you buy the cobras and you could walk around with it. So yep. I mean, and uh, yeah, yeah. So thank God they changed those rules. Don't make me go but, viper keeper on you, dude. <laughs> oh, geez. No, no, please God, no. But you know, like Tinley's, I, like like Tinley's, like one of the shows we were talking about earlier, like like where it's breeders mostly. And people yeah. who are very serious about the hobby, and they're looking for very specific breeding things, and, and you know what I mean. And then, yeah. yeah, breeding, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other shows, I mean, even even the New York shows, kind of, you know, I don't even. I, I could see me personally only doing a couple of shows a year here real soon, and Tinley being I, I one of them. Agree. You know, I'm just yeah. kind of burned out on it, and I'm sick of. Oh. You know, it's just, it's a it, to do a show like people don't realize it how takes, many days, a whole day, and I mean. Here's another Just show. Just to show, like, what there. do you do the day before? Like with me, with even with yeah, all the geckos that I used to have, I, it'd take me ten hours to pack. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw out another show, Jamie, because I know you and I both vended it. Uh, Oaks. Ooh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> I I am 15 <laughs> minutes away from Oaks, and I yeah. will not vend it. I used to do the like the Novemberish shows, but I this last one with no heat and it was like 12 degrees in air. Like it was yep. just stupid. The whole thing was stupid, and I was like, I'm yep. just not. I'm done. Um, like I just don't care. Yep. I'll go there. It's not worth it. I'll walk around. I'll get my rats, and then I'll leave. Because the thing is, I go early enough, and I know enough people to be like, hey, need help carrying that, and then I get in. So, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and then I right. do myself, and then I leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think half those people are smacked out of their minds anyway. I don't even think they'd even notice. You could probably walk in there with 30 people, and they wouldn't even know. Well, dude, there was that one show where the guy was selling spent brass next to my table. I'm like, this is odd. So, next to stuffed <laughs> animals and, like, and like pedophile magazines. Like, who knows yeah, what the and, hell um, uh, 
special edition video games, and it's like, um, all right. And then there was that. Were you at that one show where they put that uh, nine foot gator who was in a dog cage on the table no. next to mine? There was no, it was, thank God. A, it was in a wire dog cage, and they had like two pieces of bamboo poles going through the top, so they carried it between themselves on their shoulders. And they just put oh it on the table, and they slapped the for sale sticker on it. And this gator was in tape, and people are poking at it. I'm like, people, somebody's going to bleed all over my display. Somebody's pissed off. So, any wonder, yeah. any wonder there's legislation, like, on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? With Thanks. that stuff, like, <laughs> any wonder, any wonder. Once again, everybody racing to the bottom to see who wins. Like, it's just... <laughs> Sorry, the people who bought it, they had a row home in Philly you could live in. So. Yeah, 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 in a, bathtub, in a bathtub that they don't use. Yeah. Cooking meth on their yeah. stove, you know, perfect. Actually, what they, what, they, what they told me is that they said they bought it, the people who bought it, and uh, they said they had a few, and what they had done is they went down to their basement and they jackhammered the foundation to create a alligator pit. Oh, perfect. You destroyed the foundation of your house. Yeah, wow. that sounds great. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. But yeah, I think Pennsylvania just had too many shows too fast, and it just yeah. is what we have right now. It's just well, at, five at years ago, point, it was pretty awesome, and now it's yeah. just pretty dreadful. And it's at, just, at one point, we had Hamburg, and then the next month was the Hatfield show along with the Oaks show, and then the next month was the Hamburg show and the Reading show. So... Yeah. And it's like, and, and and then they were piled on top of each other, and that's not even counting the shows that are out towards Pittsburgh, which is like the Steel City show, the Mars show, yep. and a few others. So, yep. and then don't thing, don't forget about the Carlisle show that was there for a Carlisle while. Show. That venue was yeah. awesome, by the way. I love that show. And it, and it's like for a while there, I think two years ago, maybe a little bit more, there was a reptile show in Pennsylvania every weekend. It yep. was ridiculous and of course and then and then i still got phone calls from people trying to start up shows like one down by my mom's place and i'm like what the hell where so every every time someone would hand me a flyer i'd look at it and look at him and say are you serious yeah exactly like what do you mean i'm like you're i'm like you're retarded get this thing away from me like i can't even believe you're gonna try this (laughs) just go away go away go away before (laughs) i make you go away forever and like and the only saving grace now is that a lot of these other tinier shows have died off. And yes. We're back now to, uh, uh, you know, I can do a show. I can spend a month after that show growing my stock, feeding my guys, getting certain animals ready, and then go do a show again. If I did every single show, my guys would never see the house. So, yeah, yeah, I did that for a long time, and that just was not. That's very grueling. But I, I it's almost got to be on the up because it's been on the down for so long. It's got to yeah. be on the up. Yeah. Be, thank God for Tinley. Man, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So October. This is a depressing back. conversation. Holy Christ! We, this is the worst <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> I know. I know. We killed it. We Dude, killed we it. Blew. We killed it. We started good. We just ended really. Yeah, I know. We just went down quickly. Well, oh, and bring it back up. Bring yeah. it back yeah. up. Okay. Call your dad. Right. Wake your dad up. And get him on the phone. He's asleep. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's asleep. Get him on the phone. Let's drop some science. Some gym science. <laughs> Jim from Morgantown, he, dropping it. <laughs> he absolutely loved Carpet Fest. And, you know, I'm oh, afraid that he's funny, man. showing he's up. Funny. Yeah. Yep. If you can 
you can heckle me, he's having a good day. So, oh God, he was too funny, too funny. He what was, was just, the, he was just egging. What was the post that somebody posted up a picture? I think it was today. Maybe it was yesterday, where it was like uh, we're all standing at the bar. Yeah, and he's right after like, we'd done the. Um, I think it was right after we'd done Pickle the oh, Okay. Yeah. But I can't remember you know, what was, the picture said, like what they put up. But oh my god, it was hysterical. Oh yeah, Owen yeah. was kissing his hammer. Yeah, he was kissing his yeah. hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I was kissing my hammer. Yeah. You and that friggin' yeah. hammer. Yeah. I love that hammer. Oh, it's a piercing <laughs> little bastard of a hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get a new up. one or a better one. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a hammer for next year. I'm gonna make you a man's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, God. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Awesome. You want me to run through the closing one to keep it a little up yeah. there or what? Yeah. <laughs> bring bring it back home. Out, like Branding on a high note, damn it. <laughs> yeah. The uh, reptile world is uh, positive and, uh, you know, things Loving are uh, <laughs> be on the up and up. Don't worry. No fears. No, Just as long as you have no. passion about what you're doing, you'll be Fine, Put, you know. Get the rope out of your tomorrow. Yeah, step <laughs> down from the chair. It'll be okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, if you could work with any species without limitations uh, on the planet, what would it be? Oh, on the planet. On the planet. Jeez, Louise. Probably Komodo dragons, I'd say. Right, that's two for Komodos because I know Andrew said Komodos. So I think that that wow. would be incredible. I really dig those. I've always liked them, and I know that they're just impossible, but that would be that'd be pretty cool. I imagine cool. Eric would end up getting Komodos one day, and that'll be what kills him because he's gone too far. No, I, I don't mean, like I things with legs. I, but I keep telling you the retics are going to kill you, and I, they're not going to. So it'll have to be something else. So. No, I had retics before. I'll be fine. Okay, I'm I'm worried. I'm a fast. I'm a fast hobbit. I'm fast hobbit. Good. You got all fast working. So, um, um, now Jamie, if you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, that's easy. Australia, 100. percent Cool. Cool. You because can, you can get on the list of the uh, NPR trip to Australia. So. Yeah, seriously. I mean, where else can you go where you can walk any direction and you'll get killed? I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, that's <awesome>. Any <laughs> any puddle, any tree, any bush, that, that yeah. thing could be in it. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's perfect. Australia for sure. Cool. What what part uh, of Australia would you go to first? Yeah. Who cares, dude? Wherever you can get to, really. <laughs> Anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Get me on the damn phone. Not, not central. Not not central. That doesn't sound like any fun at all. Yeah. Desert. <laughs> Pretty much a desert. Yeah. Yeah. No desert for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking right. that Cape Cape York is probably the best spot to go for overall yeah, herping. That would, you guys. that would be nice. Absolutely. I wouldn't even mind checking out like New Caledonia Islands and even the Solomon Islands. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, as long as like the nice. spears and whatnot, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a hit, like a background in martial arts, so I probably could dodge maybe like the first one. Right. But then after that, I'd have my head on a stick somewhere. But it'd be cool. Yeah. You might you might have to take me to the uh, don't over in um, 
uh, Borneo, they have like the uh, the small thing. It's like the small version of Bigfoot. They they think it's like <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you can you can go pet him while you're riding a chubacabra. Yeah, that's the best. yeah. Good, good job, Eric. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll um, I'll. Are you, put are you telling us to sell you to a zoo? I mean, what are you getting at here? <laughs> Just saying, so you know, do you it. might need don't you, you need don't something to phone. smooth you over. You know, uh, I can talk their language. They might be afraid of you, Owen. You scare people now. You know, what do you... <laughs> they scare normal people. <laughs> uh, are we giving Eric to these people as a gift? I guess so. Here, we bring you <laughs> hobbits from New World. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All right, Jamie, can you, uh, you want to throw out like contact information, website, where pump somebody can get in touch with you, whether they want to talk to you about geckos or pythons? Who the hell is going to want to talk to me after this show? You're damn right. Never mind. Scrap it. So. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> we you have the NPR uh... bump. Now we have an NPR forget. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, razor sharp reptiles on Facebook and razor sharp reptiles.com. And that's pretty much it. The website's never updated anymore. I mean, what's the point? So I get there, you know, someday, someday, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> Good to know. Send me a message. If I feel like responding, I'll let you know what I have. If not, well, you know. Then you're not in the group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, there we go. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> it's been great. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like, <laughs> I like talking, uh, the, uh, about the market and stuff and, you know, Depending as much as I like talking yeah. about the, uh, the, the natural history and stuff, you know, I geek out on both sides of it and it's cool to have somebody with a different perspective to come in and, uh, give us some insight. You know, you've been through it with, uh, with other species and, it's you know it's every like everything it goes in cycles so absolutely mm. definitely there's always a cycle definitely yeah. definitely so uh i appreciate you coming on taking time and hanging out with us uh, uh thank you it was definitely cool thank you guys for having me on and i'm sure i'll never be on again but if i am it'll, it'll <laughs> <be cool. laughs> nah never i mean yeah, read some stuff. We might talk. We, we can do we can fun. do a, a Tinley recap and it'll be positive. How about that? Yes, you can't. You, you oh, can't that's awesome. Two days after Hamburg. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah true yeah. story. Yeah. All right, we're counting you in for the Tinley recap. We'll talk to you in October. Take it easy. <laughs> All right, man. See ya. See ya. Awesome. Very very cool. Um, yeah, it's. It's not all that bad, but uh, like I said, no, it's good to no. hear a different, uh, different perspective on things. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, you know, as of recently, m- m- myself, I- I've kind of been taking this approach where I've been shying away from Facebook. And I've just been reading, man, as much as I can. Papers, books, articles. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't get the same thing from Facebook. So it's, it, it's funny because um, it, it's almost like you you're, you you kind of want to get back to the basics and just kind of enjoy the hobby as is. And yeah. a lot of times Facebook doesn't really do that. 
uh, and it's, it's it's hilarious for me because um, uh, I had family that was down in South Carolina that actually just moved up back here to Pennsylvania. They're like 30 minutes away from me now. And my cousin is actually a sophomore at Penn State for marine bio, for biology. And he was kind of tempted to do the marine biology thing, but he and I have been talking, and now he's like all – He's been digging on the snakes for about a couple of years now, but he's never really had like a connection. So I told him, I'm like, do you want to come over tomorrow and clean cages and I'll walk you through stuff? He goes, oh, what do I got to do? What do I got to learn? I'm like, I'm going to give you the books. Like, I'm going to give you this book. I'm going to tell you to go to this website. And I'm going to tell you to read this, 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 and this. And I'm going to talk and you walk you through everything and we'll get you started. So it's almost like going through that with him is like, I'm like, I don't really want to go on Facebook today. I want to read some more of this. So it's, I can totally understand where you're coming from. It's like yeah. getting back to the basics. Yeah. It was weird it. as me and, um, me and Zach were walking around that Hamburg, you know, I think he brought this up, but I kind of had the same mindset. It's like we both were running over to the, the, to the book guy to see what he had, you know, um, well, but the it's major, the least the, shop table at Hamburg, yeah. and it probably should be yeah. the most shop table. Well, actually, you the know? unfortunate thing is that the major guy who used to bring all the books to Hamburg uh, used to take up like three tables full of books. Yeah. And eventually they realized that three tables where the books wasn't really was cutting into their profits, I guess, or something like that. So they cut them down to one or two tables, and that kind of pissed him off and he got into a scrap with the promoters of Hamburg and then now no longer does the show. So honest to God, a good show to get all your books at is the Habit or Grace show because the guy who used to bring all the books to Hamburg runs the Habit or Grace show. Gotcha. But other than yeah. that and the breakfast sandwiches, there's really nothing at Habit or Grace, but I digress. So <laughs> Always you want with books food and breakfast you. sandwiches. <laughs> Yes, um, and <laughs> I'm just I'm point. Just, I'm just um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like uh, I've been uh, rereading the uh, we call it the quote unquote blue Bible. Uh, it's uh, the reproduction of boas and pythons in captivity. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff is a little dated, but uh, for the most part, I mean that. That, that should be a must-have in everybody's uh, collection uh, yeah. of, uh, of, you know, to refer back on. Um, another thing I've been reading as of recent is the uh, our good buddy uh, Ben um, from – is he still with our – they split up, right? Australian Aussie Addiction? Yeah. I don't think so. Isn't he kind of on his own now? Anyway, Ben. Well, well, they're on their own only because of the distance between, you know, one guy's operating in Virginia and the other guy's operating in Utah. So right. they kind of are two separately run entities of Aussie addiction. So yeah. at least that well, was my understanding I mean, the last time I talked to him. So. He did a, uh, he did a, uh, a dissertation on uh, ball pythons, but he used the, uh, uh, the snake keepers, uh, you know, yeah. and if you, if you know anything about them, they're, they're sort of like, you know, one of the 
big name people when it comes to uh, to breeding ball pythons. But anyway, it, it, just reading that, there's just so much information in something like that uh, about just breeding pythons that you can take from that. And uh, I don't know. It's just I, I don't think people use that stuff as much. So that's kind of what I've been yeah. doing, kind of like laying low and staying away from drama i think uh scott scott borden contacted me the other day and said there was some kind of drama going on and uh, i was like wow i didn't know about it i'm kind of glad that's kind of good you know so there was more drama what happened with drama there was drama i don't even know i didn't even really go into what it was he just said that there was kind of some kind of drama between i guess people in australia and people in the states about what what they had and what it was more jack crap again no, 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 no. Anyway. <laughs> New morph, I think, at this time. But. Uh, All right. Whatever. So, uh, so we'll wrap it up. Next week we have um, – uh, it's, uh, it's probably going to be a special time uh, simply because mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Paul Harris from UK Pythons, uh, dare I say the godfather of carpet pythons uh, pretty much <laughs> in the world. Uh I'm going to have to bring out my uh, cigar for this episode and uh, <laughs> uh, because not only do we have Paul Harris, but we also have Nick Mutton. Um, so from this would be the show you would not want to miss because I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking all Morelia. So. Yeah, this is going to be a carpet python extravaganza. You know, uh, these guys – uh, also, too, uh, you know, Paul. Paul's really kind of a. As crazy as it sounds, he's kind of a guy that's kind of into. Uh, he's more of a a purist at heart yeah. uh, than he than he is, uh, you know, just crossing things and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of crazy that you would think that, but uh, you know, he has blackheads and children's and all kinds of uh spot spotteds and pygmies and all, all that kind of stuff so yeah. roughies uh so i mean there's tons of stuff that we can talk to those two guys about basically australian pythons with a focus on carpets uh it's going to be the uh the topic so I mean, if you have any questions, uh, if you would like to know something from those guys, feel free to uh, to send to us. Uh, Email it. You can, uh, yep, info at moreliapythonradio.com, and we'll get that, and we'll ask your question on the air. Um, no problem. Uh, let's see. We'll, uh, we'll run down our list and get the heck out. So don't forget this uh, Friday. Uh, the Southwest Carpet Fest uh, is from 8 o'clock. starts at 8 o'clock to 1 a.m. is uh, mm-hmm. Prehistoric Pets. Uh, so if you want to find out more info, you can go over to their uh, Facebook group page, uh, Southwest Carpet Fest. Uh, Terrell uh, from Designer Exotics is uh, the guy that's running it. So be sure to, uh, to get in contact with him if you're thinking about heading out. I mean – if you're out on the West Coast and uh, you want to get together and, and talk carpets or talk – you don't even have to talk carpets, really. I mean, you can talk whatever you want to talk. But if you want to geek out with uh, fellow reptile people and have a good time, uh, it's just the way to do it, man. So uh, definitely, if you're on the West Coast, it's definitely something you should uh, should check out. Um, 
and plus too, if you fly in on a Friday, you got the whole weekend to do whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of why they did it that way. Uh, as far as us, the radio show, Morelia Python radio, you can check out our website, moreliapythonradio.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can send it to info at Morelia Python Radio. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can uh, follow us on Twitter as well at uh, Morelia Python Radio. Um, I'm sorry, Morelia Python. Uh, what else do we have as far as that goes? I don't have my list in front of me. Yeah, you obviously here. got the form in front of you. Yeah. yeah, and you're sounding like you're washing dishes, so it's screwing me up. I'm not. I dropped something <laughs> and me on a baby, and I dropped it. That was my oh. fault. Oh, yeah. very good. All right, I, I'm back on track. Quiet. Don't worry, I'm back on track. Yeah, okay. no, go <laughs> quickly. Uh, as far as uh, oh yeah, iTunes. Check us out on iTunes. You can uh, check out the show there. Uh, it's probably the best way to check to uh, to get it every week. Um, and then for me, E.B. Morelia, uh, you can go to my website, ebmorelia.com. I have Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all E.B. Morelia. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, eric at ebmorelia.com. I should be having some stuff come up available real soon. Uh, everything is eating good. So uh, look for that. Uh and that's all I got. So it's all you, Owen. Cool. Uh, you can go. Do you guys can do is you want to check me out? You can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Uh, you can make contact with me via the website if you have inquiries about any of the babies. Uh, currently, we have a few animals left for sale. Nothing too much. Just some brettles and some caramels left over from last year. Uh, the tigers are all gone except for the clutch that's just coming up, and they're just having their first sheds now. So it's going to be a few months till they get back up and running. We did get our table back for the August Hamburg show. So for right now, that's the only show we have coming up, but we will be there. Uh, if you have something you want us to bring, just let us know, and we'll bring it by. Um, also, you can go and find Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Just look up Rogue Reptiles on Facebook and give us a like. And there's some little latest stuff going on over there. <clears throat> Other than that, that's all I got. That's all we got. So what we'll say is good night. Thank you all for listening. And we're going to catch everybody next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. 
The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates and materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.